Hi, and welcome to the GA Podcast, episode 423. I am Job, Joby Gilroy. Uh, it is Friday, the 15th of June, and uh, I'm joined this week by Nathan Lawrence for an E3 special. Nathan? The, the sickest, sickest cunt in the world. Sick. I feel like I've made that joke before, but, you know, it's worth making again. It's true. Uh, this time you added a C-bomb to it, so now we uh, zero to C-bomb in less than a minute, which is good. Um yeah, that's, that is that is the package deal of uh, what we get with Nathan. So uh, yeah, we're talking all things E3 this week. We're not talking about any games we play because we've been playing games, uh, playing games for chumps. Uh, we don't talk <laughs> about games that we've watched other people play. Uh, that's all video gaming these days. I feel like I've gone off on a tangent here. Um, let's kick Smack off. Smack that like button. Smack it. Oh shit. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Um, let's let's kick okay. off with uh, what what were your impressions of E3 2018, Nate? What did you think overall? Uh, I think it's like it's good. You know, every year gets better. I yeah. think like more games. I think yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, well, there's just more games to show off. I think games on the whole are kind of getting a bit better. It's good to see that there's like so most people moving away from things like loot crates and all that bullshit um ea suddenly you know well we know why with battlefront 2 (laughs) has become a whole lot more honest you know and realize that certain things can't work which is great like it didn't take very long for that ship to turn around um devolver oh my god how good is devolver i think we should start with devolver joby you you reckon we'll start start with devolver i was going to go chronologically yeah well i wanted christopher nolan this bitch um okay we'll yeah we'll do it like fucking it's not just Christopher Nolan, it's the fucking, the Nolan brothers. They both love fucking with chronology in their stuff, right? Because Westworld's all yeah. out of fucking whack as well. Um, all they right, hate the time. And I feel sorry for people like Katie who watch shows with their phone in their hand because, man, you need to watch Westworld like with 300% attention yeah. to figure out what's going on and hopefully remember that for whatever reveals coming, I'm assuming, next week, right? Episode nine's usually when shit goes down. Fuck, they already revealed some shit. Are you up to date? Yeah, I am. I am. They did some fucking sick reveal already. Uh, obviously, we won't spoil it just in case people no. aren't up on it. But uh, yeah, fucking hell. Some of that shit. It's awesome. Um, yeah, okay. Well, let's uh, let's kick off with Devolver Digital. Uh, this was the first year that I actually watched the Devolver conference. Uh, I didn't watch it Same. previously. Um, and uh, it was mind-blowing. It was the best fucking press conference I've ever seen. Uh, it was it, so because it followed Bethesda. I think yeah. that that needs to be highlighted because it's almost like and and same as Joby, I hadn't watched last year, right? So yep. we're watching this year, and I'm laughing my balls off, and I'm like, is this just me being delirious? Because this was what on the Tuesday, I want to say, or on the Monday, something like that. Yeah, should have just looked at my calendar. Anyways, it was yeah. on one of those days where there was like a stack of back to back to back to back, and I was yeah. thinking about. Really need to watch Devolver, do I? Hmm. Um, but I'd heard the year before was 15 minutes. Um, anyways, Bethesda's was just all this forced humor, yep. pause for applause. At some stage, devs were literally like raising their arms to make the people applaud. It's a gesture like, for it, yeah, for the clapping. Please clap. Like, oh, God. It's not worth clapping. You don't, don't put a fucking full stop on it. Don't put an exclamation mark on it. Like, just move on, man. I've always thought, laugh, right? It's always better to just like be surprised by the clapping, right? Like just oh, oh, oh. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Because yeah. that looks... go like, yeah, right, right. Like, I've got to stop talking because there's thunderous applause for that yeah. thing I said I didn't expect it for. Yeah. The opposite is so much worse. The fucking, oh my God. There was seriously way too much pause for applause in the Bethesda one. To the point where I would love to see the teleprompter because I actually think it would have said that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, so, was so it followed it directly right? on. Yeah, basically immediately after Bethesda's thing. And it's like, Bethesda had some big stuff that we'll obviously get to, but uh, yeah, this this just booted straight off um, with this, uh, this woman came out on stage. And uh, yeah. It was, um, it was something, I, I can't remember her name, uh, but it seemed like it was a old mate. Old mate. Um, she, uh, yeah, she was like representing Devolver Digital and, uh, it was an entire, like, it was just a complete parody of every fucking conference you've ever seen. Um, so yeah, they just, she just like rattled through all these things that they, they'd come up with, like, uh cryptocurrency devolver cryptocurrency uh designed to like um you know capitalize on the blockchain she was just like spewing non-stop buzzwords and shit and uh yeah and, and like the swearing even the swearing you know because like the edgy ones like ubisoft in the past they had uh what's that is that aisha that lady yeah who wasn't there yeah she usually like comes out and like she's pretty cool like i actually really like her but um the swearing almost feels like like insert swear word here to get cool cred. Yeah. Um. So Devolver was just like swearing way too much, and you're like, yes, they are taking like nobody is safe. They're taking the piss out of fucking everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And like every like every time anything happened, they would cut to these like this crowd, but there are all these canned pre-recorded crowd shots, and if you watched long enough. You saw that they were like just repeating the same ones over and over and over again until like eventually they had like they have like some interaction things where she just straight up like launches into someone for uh, saying something like ah oh, fuck like it was amazing it was spectacular at one point yeah someone heckled and she told them to shut the fuck up but it was so perfectly <laughs> timed that uh, yeah I was like enamored um i was like forgot that they were announcing games like they I seemed they inconsequential <laughs> yeah. because was... they had three games there was no serious sam which yeah. was like the biggest disappointment because you're like okay you've teased it and and i know it was there we got emails about it i think yeah. uh i think even there was hands-on appointments so it just seemed bizarre it was almost like they wanted the show to, the, the whole story of the show which is a whole other thing to be the focus rather than the games because i think you did the same thing didn't you at the end of the devolver digital conference there's like a little bit at the end that kind of ties into this storyline of these conferences that yeah. made me go back to the one from last year yeah and i'm like you better fucking believe i am looking forward to next year's e3's devolver digital conference i don't give a fuck about the games yeah but yeah i want to watch the continuation of this hammy as fuck story and them taking the piss out of everything yeah, and I love it started with the battle royale thing, but battle royale didn't even really become that big a deal. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, you got to be gutted that uh, that they went ham on that fucking gag, and it wound up not being as big a deal as as you would have thought. Um, but like, I don't know. 
you gotta you gotta take shots somewhere right fuck it you gotta go for something and it was the prevailing meme going into e3 so why not um and it was all pre-recorded right like all yeah 100 like lady on yeah the whole thing and yeah. i just love that the reaction shots that joby was just talking about were the same ones they used last year <laughs> that was even better so yeah we both went and watched last year's and yeah it was it was even better seeing the exact same fucking reaction shots again holy fuck um because like when it dawned on me that they were the, like i'd just seen that person i'm like wait are they reusing these reactions like it was it was bad enough that um they were like doing uh canned reaction shots i was surprised enough at that but fucking hell yeah it uh it got, got way better after that um so they did run out they they had three games um to announce scum which uh we we got a question like about a, a while ago asking us if we'd seen anything about it and we hadn't and we were immediately intrigued the the way it was described to us uh from ghoulies um i think it was yeah it was ghoulies uh yeah uh this this trailer got me like got me even more into it it looks apparently it's fucking it's daisy like loony daisy shit like fucking gone too far like your height impacts how you move through the world your weight like if you get fat you move slower uh all, all this kind of shit like wraps up into how you play this what is essentially a day z game and yeah I, I can't wait i can't wait to check it out i mean it's on the it's on the crytek engine right and i think it looks it looks gorgeous and uh it should run gorgeous thanks to the the crisis thing so uh yeah. should it run gorgeous because hunt runs like a fucking dog's breakfast and that's being made by crytek but it's getting like it's already getting like heaps better hunt hunt is like even before they booted me out the first time, um, I, the, I said, salty. I, I'm salty. I had to fucking ask for a new one. That's ridiculous. Um, but it, like even before that, it, like you could see pretty marked improvement between patches. So like, yeah, I, I think they'll get there definitely. It'll. I guess what I'm saying is, it's, it it'll run com- like that good compared to the armor engine. <laughs> Which, oh, yeah, yeah. which isn't yeah i'm setting the bar pretty fucking low here yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but uh, what else do i had i had my friend pedro holy fuck am i excited for that game so it looks like i don't, I don't even know how, how would you describe it like i keep thinking of like lemmings but with a shooting mechanic or something like it just feels like there's this constant momentum to it and you're sort of making shit happen regardless so maybe lemmings isn't the perfect fucking comparison but yeah um yeah how would you describe it like fucking maybe skate, skateboarding like skate with shooting or something i don't know yeah well like a 2d version so it's all side scrolling um you definitely seem to have control over both of your hands at the same time which i think presents an interesting control challenge which i think either you're right and it, you're constantly mem- have momentum and you kind of maybe able to jump or duck or something like that. Um, or it's going to be fucking stretching your brain and you're going to have to hold down different buttons to like change movement to left hand or something like that. Um, I'll be interested to see which way they go, but 
man, the skill shots, holy fuck. And yeah. the potential for, you know, sharing little clips and, and that game of sort of multiplayer, quote unquote, one-upmanship where you send your mates the latest thing that you did and, mm-hmm. and they try to beat it. Like, that seems off the chain. Yeah. Uh, and it just looks boring. And I love fucking crazy stories. Yeah. I, I mean, it, and it definitely it looks like the sort of game that needs that as well, like that sort of lunacy to it, to the writing and stuff. So the fact that they're leaning in on it, you know, is encouraging as well. I'm pretty sure it's a sentient banana that tells him to go and kill everyone. <laughs> that's, I think the banana's called Pedro. Yeah, so. that's, yeah, the banana's Pedro, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's already insane. I was yep. already going to play it based on the insanity and then the gameplay looks fucking awesome. Like the, the yeah. rebound shots with the bullets off fucking fry pans that you throw up into the air and kicking someone's uh, decapitated head into another enemy to stun them to, you know, execute them afterwards. Fuck yeah. 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 It looks spectacular. And the third game that they announced was Metal Wolf Chaos XD, uh, which um, is a remake, remaster of a old X, uh, Dreamcast game. Uh that was, if I recall, I, I very like I very vaguely recall Metal Wolf Chaos. Uh, I didn't play it. Uh, I got told I should play it because it, I liked Metal Gear Solid, and uh, apparently Metal Wolf Chaos is the same sort of fucking insanity. Uh, in that um, the president has a robot and he fights other presidents or something like that. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I wasn't like I wasn't blown away when they revealed this. I didn't really care all that much, but uh, I'll play. It. I'll play it probably. It is from software, but it's like Armored Core from software, so don't get your like soul's dick out and start stroking it because it's not that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. In it at all? I mean, it wasn't. Did they even show gameplay? I think it was just some sort of stylized trailer that was heavily tapping into nostalgia that didn't hit with me because i didn't even know the game existed yeah yeah i guess like that yeah that was basically the the long and short of it they were i think they're yeah they're tapping into nostalgia i don't know if, if you're about metal wolf cows like fucking then it's awesome for you um but yeah i i'm not sure i care um but that was that was the devolver that was it that's all they had and uh, they wrapped it up real quick. I very strongly recommend watching it. And if you didn't watch last year's, watch that one as well. So that next year, you can be all like, Yes, the new season of Devolver Digital Press Conference is, is coming out. Yes! Um, because, yeah. Uh, somehow they all link together. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's good shit. I, th- I think it's great because the conference is generally speaking despite what i you know dissed bethesda about have gotten better in that um there's like less of this fucking bullshit of like let's get a dev out for every game let's have uh, a personality and a speaker come out and introduce stuff and let's just like have games and we're relevant get someone to do a really quick spiel of something and talk over gameplay and then that's it let's move on to the next fucking game or well let's like microsoft let's show a, a shitload of fucking trailers for stuff to show that we are actually interested in competing yeah. on that one, not at all insignificant front that Xbox gamers care about, which is 
quantity of games. Let's not even talk about quality yet because fuck, they're not delivering that of late, are they? Sea of yeah. Thieves, Lackluster, State of Decay 2 has a lot of potential, but it's buried beneath some shit-tastic bugs. Uh, Still, just I, I know you're about State of Decay 2. Uh, just um, jump in. Um, apparently, it's significantly better at the moment. Like significantly improved over what it was like at launch so uh if you do if you can bring yourself to play some video games this week you might want to jump back in and have a geese uh if you've got some time but uh yeah just just on that one point but yeah like ultimately what you're saying is is yeah like it was just a fucking torrent shall we jump into fucking microsoft while we're here while we're talking about it yes but very quickly i actually spent most of last week playing State of K2. Ah. Um, the boy Alusha in Tasmania, I was visiting him for his birthday, and he's about the zombie games, had him all hyped up for State of K2, was actually glad that it, we weren't playing it at launch because of the clusterfuck that it was, and I figured that there would be uh, two, a couple of patches that would have dropped beforehand, and two big significant ones did drop, and a, uh, a minor, five gigabytes, I don't know if that's minor, um, before I left. Right. The co-op is still, uh, for all intents and purposes, unfucking playable. Uh, wow. Because, and we were like, on an NBN connection, you know, uh, it, sh- it should have worked without any problems. Yeah. But the rubber banding is still off the chain. The the lack of like player friendly shit that makes creates all of this busy work. The mm. bugs. Yes, there are fewer bugs than before. Or yes, that god awful white line isn't there anymore when you're driving. Like. How the fuck did that make it through to release? Zombies aren't dropping out of how the sky. It, how, how did it make it past the fucking the day one patch? <laughs> oh, it's like how was that? Spectacular. Hmm, we don't know how to solve this problem. I don't remember that being there when we previewed it. No, like that's that's the weird thing. Yeah. Uh, and there's still like invisible zombies, and the worst ones are those. Remember those ones that explode? Oh yeah. You were regularly, well, not regularly, but like two or three times we were driving along and then we're just like, oh shit, the car's full of gas. I'm like, there was nothing in front of us. There was fucking nothing there. And now it's telling us that we hit one of those things. Okay. That's not really anything we could have done differently there. Yeah. And then like, if you're joining someone's game, which I did for him because, you know, I took one for the team. And also remember that every time they release a patch, I will go back and check my game, which is still to date unfinishable because of a bug that has yet to be fixed but the good thing is i have all these characters that i can bring across i can't make my characters fucking like sleep in beds and stuff i have to like go back to his base and thank fuck i can switch to my community members there but like it's all this just these like i can't give him rucksacks that i pick up like i have to he has to do that manually i can't actually deposit them in his base so like the whole idea of bringing someone into your world and sharing together to make it easier kind of works when you're fighting zombies but that wasn't really ever that hard yeah alone unless you got too cocky and went out with a bold action like i did that one time um <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm really disappointed still um and i'm still waiting for a patch that like i actually have given up on being able to finish this game in my save yeah because uh the blood plague which is a big part of the game yeah the they they're not there like it says i need to clear the blood plague that's my only objective and the buildings aren't showing up on the maps. I can't call for help to identify them. It says, we can't identify any. Maybe look at your map. I have Please. individually hovered over every fucking building 
to try to find them. And I'm at the point now where my last choice is to load up my car with fuel and drive around to see if I can spot the red smoke coming out of a building to find them. And bear in mind, I've been looking out for that while I've been playing. So I can't finish the game. Yeah. Anyways, I emailed Microsoft about it before I fucking put my review up. Yeah. Uh, they talked. They talked to the devs about it. The devs never got back. The devs either gave up because my review was live or whatever, but right. still have not had an answer on, on that. And I'd really like an answer, if only to provide however many people have experienced that fucking bug, mm. some sort of solution yeah. to it. Because I have tried everything to fix it, and I can't really find any other information online about people experiencing it. Anyway, sorry. Yes, Microsoft. Yeah, I, I'd forgotten how bad how badly fucked your game was. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> so, Microsoft, uh, they kicked things off with uh, Halo Infinite reveal. Um, and this, um, I was reading up on it later. Uh, this wasn't supposed to be in a Halo Infinite reveal. Did you see this? No. What was it supposed to be? Well, it was supposed to be a Slipstream engine reveal. <laughs> so... Halo Infinite is so big and so epic that it can only work on the, uh, sorry, Slip Space. Uh, Slip Space, it can only work on the Slip Space engine. And uh, so, yeah, the Halo Infinite teaser that they played was supposed to be the debut of uh, Slip Space. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> wait, so wait, Slip Space is a game, not just the engine? No, it's, it's just the engine, but it was supposed, right. like, it was designed to be the uh, big reveal of Slip Space as an engine. And, uh, yeah, nobody nobody at all gives a fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh they, uh, no, they should have done that to the PC Gaming Show if they wanted to do that, because that's where people care about engines, right? Engines, yeah. Stream engines don't give a fuck about that? No. I, like, it's also... Like, how the fuck are you going to see the little powered by Slip Space engine shit? down the bottom of the, like, below the big fucking Halo Infinite thing. Um, you, you're kind of squashing that one yourselves, boys. Um, but yeah, so... What else have they got? Other rumours are um, there'll be multiple betas along the way uh, called flighting programs. Um, so people will be able to sign up on the Waypoint sites. Um, uh, there's a strong rumour that single player will launch well before multiplayer does, but surely... That wouldn't fucking happen. Like, nah. Surely. Uh, that would be a fucking mistake. Like, other way around. Yeah. If anything. Right? If anything. Um, what else? Uh, and, oh yeah, the other rumor is uh, the, the reason for the Slip Space engine is because it is an engine designed uh, to be better utilized on next gen. So, uh, obviously we have... acknowledged yeah. towards the end, which is fucking weird. I mean, we all... Nobody's not like, what? They're making another Xbox. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. I'm yeah. surprised that they fucking talked about it. Yeah. Especially one... Not even a year after... What, like six months after Xbox One X? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, and to, like, barely go into it as well. I don't know. It was... It was odd the way they treated that. But, um, yeah, anyway, did you, like... I thought the sound... I thought the music was off in it. I don't know. I know they got rid of um, the dude responsible for the original Halo music. I know that's been... Oh, he's you know, been gone for ages, because he was yeah. at uh, Bungie. Bungie, yeah. And, and uh, then Bungie got rid of him as well. 
and then he won a lot of money. He did, them. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't about this the music. It sounded like a cover band doing Halo music or something. I don't know. Well, oh, I didn't even think it as Halo music, man. So, yeah. like, uh, what, what? I think Halo needs a new engine, though. Um, Halo Five is evidence of that. Totally. I think, uh, the fact that they were trying to clearly trying to prioritize fidelity, which wasn't there, because Halo Five is not a pretty game. Yeah. Um, and sacrificed the core of what makes Halo great. Well, the original, which is open approach, sandbox combat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, wasn't there. I think except for the last level had a little bit of it, but even that felt more limited than anything that had been in the original fucking game. And this is on a two generations later system. Yeah. Um, and it's a first party game, so they should have all of the resources to do whatever they would. It's like they were trying to compete on fidelity with yeah. Sony, failed, and then forgot what a Halo game was. So what excites me about that demo is the scale, like the idea that it seems like they're pushing for like a sandbox halo again but like one that can actually unlike the original which had to kind of cheat use cutscenes to get you around places and create invisible barriers and whatnot or you know mountains oceans rah 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 something that's a bit more seamless moving between the world and a bit more open approach that has me very excited if they go that direction Um, but I don't like it's an engine show off so who knows and honestly I don't even give a fuck if it doesn't look that pretty like Halo's always been about gameplay for me over anything else i don't think any particular halo game has made me go holy shit this is the most gorgeous game ever halo halo one i think when you first look up and see the ring is probably like like but apart from that yeah i I totally agree apart from that single moment when like that was actually awe-inspiring um and i know it's just a fucking um skybox but it was still like spectacularly done. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and as far as like launching your first console ever goes, that is the very definition of like having a killer app. Yeah. At launch, yeah totally. Which I think nowadays we kind of take that for granted because, you know, PlayStation 4 launches, the Xbox One launches, and you kind of like every game is fucking average, you know? Yeah. It's nothing amazing. You're really hoping for that third party game or the third party remaster even yeah. uh, just to have something to play on this brand new console you bought because everything's just kind of middling yeah. um, and you know everything around Halo at launch of the original Xbox was fucking middling but Halo was just that's like you could have bought Halo and as long as you got into it of course um, you could have been content for a very long time I mean I put hundreds of hours into that fucking game yeah me too yeah like it literally justified the, the purchase um and then modding Xboxes justified the purchase. But, um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> after Halo Infinite, they had Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Were, were you about Ori and the Blind Forest? I see. I came to it late, um, yeah. and I got to play the Windows Store version. Oh, yeah. Um, which has frame freezes for some fucking reason. Oof, that's <laughs> but, like, good. that aside, that aside, all about it, and it's actually on my guilt pile to go back to give a... Like, I've, I put in a couple of hours. Um, I want to go back to it, give it a Red Hog crack, for the sequel because it was fucking awesome from what I played despite the technical bullshit yeah I don't know if I uh, if, if I ever included it in my list of awesome games you can play on a surface but it is an awesome game you can play on a surface you plug your fucking Xbox controller in and uh, yeah you can smash out Ori and it's 
fantastic. It like it's the best, like one of the best ways to kill a bunch of time on a plane. Although with dead cells, how am I supposed to? Like I'm only human, you know. Like I can't. What am I supposed to do? All I can do is play dead cells. I think the thing about dead cells though is mm. I don't know about you. I definitely when I do longer sessions, I hit a point where I'm like, fuck this game. Like not like <laughs> I'm done with it, but. For now, fuck this game. Yeah. And then I'll always come back to it. But um, whereas with Ori, like, it's not that idea, right? Like, you yeah. can keep going, keep going. There's always something to do. And, it, and it's not that really, like, you're getting fucking punished <laughs> for fucking shit up. Yeah. Permit. Fuck um, they handle permit on Dead Cells. Oh, my God. When that comes to consoles, I'm just, like, everyone who doesn't get into PC gaming for some reason I'm like just get that is it going to come to Switch like it has to come to Switch right yeah it is it is it is oh my god that yeah. there's your next fucking whenever that drops like your flights sorted yeah as long as you've got a battery pack or something yeah you got to have something to make it so you don't have to plug your fucking or you hold your fucking Switch the entire time while it's plugged in I guess um then then next up was uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice which is the new From Software game um that uh looks a lot like samurai dark souls i guess uh it's being published by activision which i thought was pretty fucking what? interesting yeah um and yeah uh i have seen like a uh, mixed reception for this from people is there, has there been hands-on or is it just the reveal stuff just just uh I, I don't know if it was hands-on actually uh but people have been like talking uh to from and and like doing interviews and getting gameplay demos and stuff like that yeah i don't know if they got hands-on um when's it out it's out sometime next year so probably not but um yeah mixed mixed reception because uh yeah, some people are like, yep, this is it. This is the fucking... This is the game of the show. Like, this is all I want to play. Fucking inject it into my veins. Bring it. Bring it, baby. Uh, and other people were like... Uh, this isn't a... Like, it's not a Souls game. It's not supposed to be a Souls game. Um, but I'm not really sure what it's trying to be instead. So, I'm confused, to be honest. Um, yeah. You're a Souls guy, though. So, where do you fall in that? Well, I, I want a fucking Souls game, 100%. Uh, and it looks like the game, like the gameplay reveal they did, it looks Souls-ish. Uh, I've read, I don't know, man. I think maybe we've got to wait for the dust to sit, like for everything to sort of settle out into how, I didn't, you know, I didn't get to talk to anyone myself. Um, so I'm, yeah, the mixed reception I'm hearing has been sort of confusing, I guess. I just don't understand. Some people are like, I've, I've read, um, that you don't like, it's not like Dark Souls where you spawn back at a bonfire or anything, but they're like, it is punishing and death matters and stuff like that. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand, man. It's confusing to me. So, I guess, yeah, I'll have to wait and see. I think Luke got to play it today. So, I'm going to fucking hammer him on it uh, when he gets back. Yeah. That's Tune in next week. Tune in next week. Uh, he's played some fucking sick stuff. He's 
He's had a pretty fucking good run of it. Um, next up was the Fallout 76 reveal. Yeah, but we could talk about that with Bethesda, right? Yeah, we'll leave it till then. Uh, then there was Adventures of Captain Spirit. Yeah, but we could talk about that one never. That's a good <laughs> idea. I'm about that. Uh, Crackdown 3 <laughs> has a release date for now. Uh, February 22, 2019. Like fucking 80 other games. Uh, every game is coming out on February 22, 2019. Crackdown 3, though, has moved release dates eight times now. So, I mean, Fuck. is like, should it move release date again because it's now made it a tradition? Or should it not because it's, you know, obviously used up all its release date shifts? It's going to want to front load February if it's coming out, man, because that is a busy fucking time. What is it? Yeah. My calendar... I've only added the ones that actually have uh, dates. Firm release dates, yeah. Oh, well, then that's only two then. But Anthem and Days Gone. I know there's a couple of others that are releasing in February, but didn't say when. Um, unless you have other information. But, like, Anthem is going to be huge anyway. Another big Sony new IP, Days Gone, is going to be huge. I think people are kind of expecting that to be some sort of new Last of Us. I'm not getting that from it. I just want to... <laughs> um, a zombie kind of i love my zombie games so i want a zombie game that's like i'm gonna get crucified for this but uh that's like the zombies in world war zid the movie um because they were legitimately fucking terrifying oh yeah the way they moved and fell over each other and formed like platforms to climb atop each other to get up walls and shit that was the best thing that the movie brought to the table um although they are making a world war zid game so fucking who knows yeah, yeah, that's um, being made by someone not very big, though, as far as I'm aware, and it, it looks it doesn't look the best, but um, yeah, I hope if it's got a good story and they've got like an interesting world, I watched, I think I watched that first hour, that Game Informer, um, first 30, 60 minutes that Game Informer yeah. had access to in the last issue. It looks interesting. I like the way that they've set up the world. I like Sam Wetwicky. Um, I'm a fan of his, mostly from The Force Unleashed, to be honest. Uh, but he's done some good voice work stuff on Rebels Hang of on, late. Sam Witwicky. Yeah, isn't that his Isn't name? that the dude from fucking Transformers? Samuel Witwicky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Hello. I'm like, is this some reference I don't get? Damn it. I thought I got all the references. The funny thing is, like, <laughs> spent, like, I watched the first two episodes of Toys That Made Us, the new season, last night. Oh, yeah. And the second episode was Transformers, so... Uh, Apologies, Sam Witwer, or whatever the fuck your surname is. I'm <laughs> apparently I'm a fan of yours, but I don't know your surname. Uh, you are not you are not fictional character, Sam Witwer. <laughs> Classic. Um, uh, I thought fucking the big T Terry um, sounded awesome in the Crackdown Three trailer, though. Um, fuck, dude, he's in the game. I'm gonna play that game. Yep. You like the Crackdown games, the first two? I like the first one. The second one was terrible, but... Uh... It doesn't iterate at all, and it looks like they're doing the same thing again. Um, the two things that have me very excited are Terry Crews, and um, if they do include it, because they've gone very quiet on it in the last mm. few years, say they first talked about it at uh, Gamescom, yeah. although it is still listed as a bullet point, I believe, um, is the idea of using uh, Azure? Is that Microsoft Cloud? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zure powered servers to power the destructibility in online matches 
so you can completely level a fucking city while you're fighting like superheroes. That sounds fucking bonkers to me. Yeah, it does. And also it means that I mean you should safely expect it to run well if they're putting all of the destructibility server side. Um so it'll look the same for everyone as well, but it'll also be like run externally to your console. So you're basically just being streamed that information and doing whatever else you want. So it has the potential to be yeah, like a little superhero um fantasy almost. Yeah. And I guess that's you know, that's always been the plan, right? Hopefully yeah, but I mean like in terms of like watching other players through or building yeah. or like picking up the piece of giant piece of rubble and chucking it at someone and missing and, you know, smashing through a couple of buildings and hitting another player on the other side. Like shit like that. That's what I'm imagining. I hope that's how it plays. I talked to Luke Riley from IGN two, three years ago, however long it was when he actually got to play it and he yeah. said it was fucking bonkers. Yeah, right. Cool. Um, next up was Metro Exodus, which is also coming out February 20 or some shit. Right? Is I think it? that's on the list, that's... isn't it? It is. No? Um, I'm still excited for this game. I didn't think the trailer was... Like, I don't like story trailers, to be honest, especially story heavy, um, like story heavy games like Metro. I'd prefer if it was sort of kept quiet. That's like my movie fucking philosophy, I guess. I want to experience it first time, first hand. So, uh, yeah. Um, I, I didn't think much of this. I'm glad, like, glad it's got a release date, but that's about it. I think it's still 2019, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, February 2019. February is it February or is it just 2019? I think it's pretty sure it's February. Yeah. Well, ah. that's cool. Yeah. Tell you one thing I did like about that trailer was the return of uh, the crisis approach to changing, modifying your weapon on the. Fly. Oh yeah, that was slick. I can't believe like there are certain features in games that I'm like, why the fuck is that just not in every game? Like, yeah. let's not call it rip off. Let's just say that's a gift to the industry. Let's keep going with that. Um, and especially like anything that keeps you in the moment in like a survival game you know what I mean like is a good thing Um, even going back to something kind of more simple like in The Last of Us where when you did your crafting and your backpack and stuff you were still in the game the game was still playing out so there was risk reward to not having you know enough molotovs not having enough health going into battle and do you duck behind cover when they're pushing you to to build it like fuck yes like that idea Um, and I hope that that's that's it like it keeps it real time so you're like suddenly up against some snipers or something you got to slide in behind cover or maybe you're sprinting on the fly switching on your scope and your barrels and shit like that like that i think is very exciting yeah yeah 100 uh the end of the trailer it says 22 february 19 so it's on the fuck, same well, there you go it's in the fucking clusterfuck um i like that that attachment system shit fuck man i reckon it's like a big chunk of why i like fucking pub ga like I just, I love being able to customize my gun. I don't know why. I don't even, I don't know anything about fucking customizing a gun. I just like being able to fucking do it. And games that let me do it, and like, but it's especially the way Metro does it, and especially the way Crisis did it, I think it's so fucking slick. Um, and yeah, you feel like you're always, you're still a part of the, the world. And I think it's just fucking genius when they do it right. Um... What else have we got? Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Disney fans will love that. 
Will they though? Hearts fans, I don't know, man. I don't, I've I, how many trailers did they release? Three, eighty-three, and I still have no fucking idea what that game is about. It looks like it's got some interesting gameplay beats. I guess That's it looks it. more like like not a collection of mini games, but like almost a, a, ma- a collection of maxi games, like a collection of like let's take the fucking awesome sailing from black flag and let's put that in the game but like yeah. for one section but let's actually treat it like it's not a mini game like it's you know, uh, okay okay <laughs> cool. cool yeah i mean that's... you have been developing it for years so sure man it seems like nuts. a lot of work um <laughs> yeah like for one stage on or world or whatever <laughs> well done um then see if thieves showed up and i didn't care battlefield was next uh but we'll talk about that in a bit forza horizon 4 uh this looks so fucking good. Um, obviously, you're a Forza guy, right? I am Forza Horizon. Forza, yeah, I'm both, man. Both? Um, All right. Yeah, but I, I do think I do sort of think that Forza Core shouldn't exist now that Horizon does, because it seems like Forza as a core game, Forza Motorsport, only existed like so that it could deliver us a game with the potential that Horizon delivered, like has, you know, so. I don't know. I like the. Wasn't the, it just a like Gran Turismo competitor? Yeah. Isn't that what... But but it did like it gave us. Uh, so you know, obviously, it allowed them to develop the engine. Uh, it allowed them to develop the physics and the you know the tire to um, road physics that Forza I think is renowned for. It does it better than uh, any other. I don't know arcade sim. Like, that, that's the thing, right? These games don't exist in a space... Like, they're not Sims, right? You'd never... Like, Heath... Heath wouldn't play a fucking Forza, right? Because it's not fucking enough. It doesn't go far enough to be a Sim, right? Um, but, like, someone who wants an arcade racer, they're not going to play Forza Motorsport either because it goes too far towards Sim, right? So I don't understand who... who it, it's marked like who it's delivering to because I don't, I don't understand a person being like somewhere between arcade and sim racer. Obviously, you know, everyone's on a fucking, on a glorious tapestry of life and people want different things and whatever the fuck. But like, yeah, pick a fucking lane. Okay. You can't just straddle the two fucking arcade or fucking sims. You have to choose. I'm sorry. And Forza Horizon chooses arcade, but it's got all that fucking, uh like sim uh dna in it that allows it to do arcade stuff but like really authentically and i think it's awesome for that i don't like racing games but i like horizon i think horizon is a shitload of fun yeah well like that's but that's basically it right like it's because of the way it uses but like underneath it all right all of the sim shit uh that forza create like forza motorsport created is powering all the fun shit that horizon has that is actually fun you know so microsoft gets to release a tech demo with a full price ticket and then they get to release the real game every other year basically um yeah uh hopefully forza horizon 4 is not fucked to death with like microtransactions the way forza 6 was because that was some heinous shit like that was some hardcore pay to win shit um yeah 
I don't think Microsoft has had to eat humble pie over that yet. They um, have yeah. been doing that for a while from uh, Halo 5, I want to say. Ah, uh, true. Uh, uh, and they defend that whenever I attack it, so whatever. Mm. All right, next up was We Happy Few, uh, which... I don't know. I don't care. Um, you care? Um, no, I like, I care about the idea of what they were pitching originally. I actually played the early access version and it wasn't what they were pitching. Yeah. That might've been because they hadn't added the story, but just the core gameplay loop was not what I saw in the trailers. Anyways, um, I, yeah, I'll play it when it comes out. I've already bought it. So I think I get access to it, even though it's been refused classification in Australia. <laughs> nice. Uh, they played a Battlegrounds trailer that didn't really do much for me. Um, Tales of Vesperia, I don't give a fuck. What about the winter map for, for Battlegrounds? The tease of the winter map? It's, it's, like, not enough. I don't... I'm actually at a point where I don't think they need more maps. I think they've got enough maps, to be honest. Like... The desert sucks. I like the desert map, but, um... Like, yeah, isn't it just going to dilute the map pool even more? I don't know. Um, then we've got the Division 2, but we'll talk about that in new play. Um, something about, like, I wrote Studios? But I do remember they, they acquired they bought a bunch Studios, right? Yeah. Studios, yeah, which is good. It is. I think Microsoft finally... I was honestly under the impression that Microsoft had given up. Like, they weren't right. competing on anything in terms of quantity of games. They were just going to have their very fleeting exclusives. They were going to compete on third party. They were going to champion the fact that they're the most powerful, or have the most powerful console uh, ever made on the market. And then they were going to push things like the indie space, uh, backwards compatibility... And basically just go, we're not going to catch Sony, so we're not going to try. We'll just compete on our own metrics and we'll come back out with the Xbox, next Xbox, and learn from the lessons of our disastrous launch. Yeah. But it's good to see that they're not doing that. That is they true. They actually want to compete. They, they're actually doing what people care about now. I mean, it, I'm not going to use the phrase, like, too little, too late. Like, it would have been nice to see this a few years ago, which means yeah. that the game that these people that they've just bought would be making would be out or coming sure. out this year or next year um, but it's good to see that they're fighting back it's good yep. to see that they're back their brand it's good to see that Microsoft hasn't abandoned Xbox because like in the grand scheme of things I don't think if Xbox disappeared tomorrow I don't think Microsoft would really care too much <laughs> yeah you know, like, they're not primarily known as a games company so yeah. whatever they can still work as published games I guess and not have a console go back to just uh Windows updates that fuck your computer up somehow every single time. Yeah, I'll make money off that. Always. Someone's got to reset all my fucking defaults to try to open fucking Microsoft Edge on me every other time, or... Oh, the other one, the fucking... It stopped trying to use uh, WinRAR for fucking .zip files the other day. Like, what the fuck? Why would you reset that one, motherfuckers? You know you don't want to use... You don't want to fucking open zip files. You fucks. Oh, you fucks. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. 
Uh, this actually, this looked pretty good, I thought. Um, I wasn't paying super attention at this point, but, like, yeah, I thought it looked pretty fucking, uh, baller. Like, a, a lot more, I don't know, like, just getting back to what I want from a Tomb Raider, I guess. Getting closer and closer to what I want from a Tomb Raider. Um, is that Tombs? Is, yeah, Tombs, yeah. Basically, and raiding them. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I'm, I'm excited for it, but I think that it's very clearly borrowed from a lot of other big things, including Rambo, the movie, Rambo 2, that is, with the right. old coming coming out of the mud and using mud to yep. stalk people. Like, um, but and, and they've got like a lot of Arkham in there with the way that they're kind of setting up uh, areas stealth or combat areas so that you can kind of sneak around above them and take them out in different ways, and then they've got some of the Assassin's Creed uh, toys at play, like the Berserker darts and things, as well as one from Assassin's Creed 3, of all things, that should have made it through to more games and didn't, which was that little rope trap, where you, like, shoot him and you hook him up onto a tree. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so they've got, like, a little riff off that. Uh, I think I think it's going to be good. I think that the last two games were good. I think the first one had its problems towards the end. I thought the second one was like a big improvement on that and was legitimately a fantastic game. And the third one, the only thing I'm concerned about is that the lead writer, Rihanna Pratchett, didn't come back to write the script. And yeah. I quite enjoyed the storytelling in the first two. So hopefully they've found a suitable replacement for that. But in terms of gameplay, yeah, it looks yeah. like it's heading in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, from that uh, trailer, I do remember like, like really specifically thinking that covering yourself in mud wouldn't stop a jaguar from eating you. And I thought that was a bit. It was a bit odd. That, that were, uh... Was that was that the point? That the is that what you took away from it? She put on the mud to stop the jaguar. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope that's actually part of the story. I want to see how that plays out. Because uh, there won't be another Tomb Raider game because she's <laughs> dead. She's eaten by a jaguar. Spoilers. That's how the game ends. Two hours in. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah jaggers don't fuck around um next up was uh session and uh, i remember uh, losing my fucking shit this was after the ea um conference uh based on our nolan-esque uh breakdown of this e3 so this was Wah. after and uh they hadn't shown skate 4 at EA, and uh, I was already fucking angry enough at that. Uh, and then they showed this fucking skating game, and like, it was, it was like fucking, I don't know, man. Like, I was losing my fucking mind about it being but... skate for, and then it was not. And like, I think the problem is, right, I've been up on session since like, day dot. But, uh, and, and I'm like, I'm in, right? Like, I like it. But people wanted fucking Skate 4. And I think the disappointment might hurt Session more than it. More than its terrible name. You reckon? Or do you think it's more that if there were ever plans for Skate 4 that they're now scuttled because there's like a, a Skate game coming out that's, isn't it describing itself as a spiritual successor to the Skate series? Um, yeah, I guess. Like... Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the case. I worry the session isn't going to do... Like, I'm up on session because I really want a skate game. I'm worried the session isn't going to do the things I want from a skate game, which is um, stacking it, mostly. 
like I love being able to skate around a huge world and stuff and I think that's really cool and uh, it, it's always a good way to kill a bunch of time but uh, yeah they're probably not going to do the stacking stuff which is what I played fucking over and over and over and over again the stacks were in there wasn't, it? wasn't there a stack in the trailer was that yeah. something else I was watching but I I need the like world ending like crumple fucking ragdoll fucking this dude definitely just died shit and yeah, he's uh, not coming back to session two exactly yeah uh he's he's jaguar food now uh <laughs> not even yeah. mud will save him <laughs> yeah that's that's what i need for it and yeah i don't think they're gonna do it what i loved was that when we were watching the ea conference was that the the, the chat was lit with just skate four copy paste the whole fucking time. Yeah. How how? Like it's it is literally just free money. Like you fucks. Just fucking make it. Oh my god. Especially after Tony Hawk bombed so hard on the yeah. return, right? Assuming yeah. the reason that Tony Hawk came back was because there was demand for a skateboarding game, which is why Session had a successful Kickstarter. Because yep. there's demand for a fucking skateboarding game. And my God, EA, if you're going to take Command and & Conquer, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, and you're going to fucking relegate that to mobile space, because instead of selling an IP to someone who actually gives a fuck about it, you're content to just squeeze it for what it's worth. Hmm. Fucking make Skate 4, or sell Skate. Finn. Yep. Amen! Um, next up was uh, Black Desert. Don't care. Devil May Cry 5. Uh... Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, Cuphead, the delicious last course. I don't care. You care uh, about this? Let's spend twenty minutes on this. <laughs> um, no, I don't care. Tunic. Uh, I did not like the, the look of this when it first started, but it looked better and better the further it got in. Um, it looks, you know, sort of like an indie Zelda style game, and I give it a geese, which there are I guess. a dozen nowadays, right? It's coming out on they Steam, are. so who gives a like? Just fucking get it on Steam. True. Um, uh, Dying Light 2. This actually looked fucking awesome. Uh, what? It me, no. It took me so long to work out what the fuck they were showing. <laughs> Why does it look awesome? You hate Dying Light. Uh, I hated Dying Light because it, it treated fucking everything you did like it was a fucking pointless fetch quest. And so it ruined the impact of doing anything in the world. All I was doing was fucking moving from place to place for to accomplish fucking nothing. Uh-huh. That was a... That's what about Chris Avalone, huh? Yeah. Who, no idea who the fuck he was until I went and looked up his name, and he's apparently an RPG writing legend. He is, yes. Um, yeah, he is a, a pillar of the industry and shit. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it seems like they're... Yeah, they're making strides in the right direction. There's a lot of choice-based shit in this. A lot of choice-based shit um and it's you know they they did the flow chart type thing uh i don't know if you noticed but they did the yeah you know the no fucking, i didn't see that but they did it okay yeah so when they were showing off uh how you could like directly change i don't know if they'll actually have the flow chart in the game but um they had a graphic showing all these different paths that might happen depending on the choices you, t- you take that's that's fucking awesome um and yeah um Basically, if you know, if you help one faction, then uh, 
they'll become prominent in the world and if you help a different one then they'll also like they'll become prominent instead and so you've got to manage um you know you the choices you make based on how that actually helps people in the world and um you know if, if you help a, a gang then it might become a lawless world and uh yeah is that really helping people but on the other hand if you help the cops then uh water would be free for everyone and and shit like that it looks it looks really interesting i hope it hopefully it's not like bland as fuck um you know hopefully it's a little bit more de- deep than just you know binary choices hopefully there's some middle ground and shit but um i guess the problem with that is that it's always hard to um like mirror middle ground as a fucking uh, reflection of, of the world you know like things are slightly better uh but a lot of people don't notice it and that's like that's just daytime shit right uh, yeah i think especially because like what's more important and exciting as a, as a player is that actually feeling a tangible impact on the world it's more important to me like even if it's only binary choices i don't really care about that but like if there's consequences for my actions then it's kind of exciting like if if i go one way like what i liked about the idea was that if you killed the dudes who had the water like the cop faction wanted you to everyone gets water and the place gets happier but then only everyone who's in that particular faction gets water and then you've just made that faction more powerful um and so they become more like a little police state in that area so it's not like there is a right choice and there is a wrong choice you know like the kind of bioshock idea of morality uh it's more like whatever way you choose um understand that there is a consequence for it like whether you say no fuck the man i'm gonna you know let these people keep the water and let's get on the black market so anyone technically anyone can access it but then you're allowing more fucking nefarious types to have more power because they have the thing that everyone wants so yeah crime runs more rampant like i think that's cool like it's like it's not an easy choice either way yep yeah it's sick um so yeah, I'm actually pumped for it, and it'll have co-op and shit, and I'm definitely down for fucking co-op. Look, Dying Light for me was all of, like, yes, it was a, it was absolutely a fetch quest simulator, but it was the gameplay loop, man, and the changes between night and day, like the way that it got more intense at night and shit like that. You didn't really want to be out, but you got incentivized with more points and rewards for being out at night, so you did those runs, but they were fucking terrifying. Um, and especially if one of your buddies in co-op got got caught up or got held up, like you felt like, do I keep going to get like, do I just dog this motherfucker to get my reward, or do I go back to help them? And and the kind of like the way that the world reacted to you in those circumstances. And then when you unlock the the grappling hook, holy shit, that game does grappling hooks like no other game in my experience has done grappling hooks, including Batman games, um, because once you got a hang of uh, its range you would start doing crazy shit like flinging yourself off a building knowing that at the apex of your jump just before you start falling into the hungry mouths below you will have like a millisecond to fucking fling this thing out land Mm. it pull yourself up and just keep that momentum like it was like a better free running simulator than fucking mirror's edge ever was and ever was again when they released a sequel but it also happened to have zombie stuff you unlock the grappling hook right yeah it comes pretty comes pretty late um, yeah and i had literally i unlocked it for a bit for an hour and then like i loaded up my game and all of my progression had reset 
Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. That's I think that also contributes to why I hate the game. Um, yeah, you should go back to it. Honestly, if I mean, not that there's really time these days, but if there's ever a lull, I've yeah. got it installed still. I know Luke loved it. Um, jump in for some four-player shit, especially now that they've added that expansion, the following, and they had oh, like yeah. a new section with the buggies and things like that. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Nice. Um, what was next? Just Cause Four. Oh, Battletoads, man. Battletoads is coming. But that's How it. How the fuck did I miss Battletoads? I don't know. That's it's oh, all it's... like, like there was a was. teaser. Oh really? Okay, well. Oh, I have it after Gears. Oh okay, that was before Gears, wasn't it? Gears was the yeah, last. Yeah, it was thing, definitely. It? it was. Oh, as... Cyberpunk was the last thing. Gears was the second last thing. I don't know. Oh, whatever. Um, yeah, Battletoads, but it was just a, it was just a tease. There wasn't really anything to it. Um, cool, I guess. But yeah, without any fucking actual substance to it, then it didn't really make mean much to me, I guess. I'm excited that game original games kicked the shit out of everyone didn't it yeah it's fucking impossible but it was a lot of fun in co-op as all sort of those sort of beat-em-ups were so yeah I'm, I'm excited for it even though they didn't have anything to show off i'm glad that they're, they're making it yeah yeah cool um just goes four yeah i'm about it man this game's I'm, crazy I'm, i never finished them. Yeah, me Never neither. Finish them, but like, go, you know, when you want to chill out, play in a sandbox, especially with the beastie computers that we have. Yep. You and me, Joe. Yeah. Uh, new engine game should look shit hot. And uh, yeah, there's, I mean, it's why I'm excited for um, oh, Red Faction, Gorilla, Re Mars, Turd uh, Edition. Uh, I do love parts. That's a terrible yeah, one. It is but, but that game uh, was the one where they went fucking ham on the destructibility and it was rolling around on mars and just like True. treating every fucking section like yeah i could just shoot everyone in the head yeah. or i could make a building collapse on them or i could yeah, smash yeah, this yeah. you know i could go assault that structure or i could smash this fucking moon buggy like take it off a jump and smash it through the side of it load it up with c4 roll out the other side when i smash a hole through the wall with my fucking hammer and detonate it so that for me is is just cause for as well um so I'm very, yeah, very much looking forward to that. And uh, a little bit of a fuck you to all these people who now release games in December because yeah. when does our year end, Joe? Yeah. Not ever. Yeah, true. Um, Gears 5. Gears. So first, <laughs> first, first they reveal Gears Pop Final or whatever the fuck they are. It was. That was, it was pretty, a, I think that was troll, though, wasn't it? That was. It was. A, it was a pretty funny troll, like troll reveal. Uh, I saw a lot of people who were like, "You have betrayed Gears of War, the <laughs> of Gears of War, and all this kind of shit." And it's like, Got him. It's like, was Gears of War ever that serious though? Like, remember when he his like he met his wife in the fucking Maria in the fucking two the, Gears of War two. Yeah, holy shit. That scene made me laugh. Oh, really? I'm one of the a few lot. people in the world that that was actually, like, effective on. Um, well, I thought it was out of place because I, like, for me, what was out of place was the fact that 
I don't think anyone had really taken Gears seriously up until that point. So it was yeah. just sort of like, read the room, guys. Like, yeah. yeah, you've got your weird, round, gritty setting, but I don't think anyone's sitting here going, give Gears a BAFTA. The writing is fucking <laughs> epic. More like a naughty dog. Like, no, no. It knew what it was. It was yeah. like a bunch of big footballer douche bros with gruff voices and fucking mm. tight as fuck cover shooting, which is still the best in class. Fuck yep. you, Uncharted and Naughty Dog for never having learned how to do that. Rip it off properly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that was fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it had a story and stuff, but it wasn't what kept people coming back. I think. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Basically. So yeah. Well, for me, yeah, it was never even a little bit about the story. It was always about yeah the fucking epic cut uh, set pieces and yeah that awesome awesome cover shooting. And, epic. Uh, Ah, epic game. Um, so yeah, the Gears Pop reveal. I mean, I wasn't about it because I don't like pop vinyls, but uh, yeah, I didn't think it was as bad as people were reacting to it. Uh, Gears 5. Um, yeah. I guess, like, it was pretty story-heavy, so I... That was a mistake. It was such it was. a mistake. It was. Uh, Clearly, a lot, uh, well enough into production to be showing off gameplay, they would have been better off showing a gameplay section or a montage of new weapons, new enemies, which they kind of did towards the end. But like the problem with them showing off that particular story thing is I think they did that because not a lot of people got the significance of the ending of Gears 4. Um, and as a Gears fan, I had to Google what I suspected it was to confirm it. Like not actually because I was playing it before anyone else. Not like, what is the answer to Gears 4's ending? Like I was like, is this thing mean this? Okay, yes, it does. Cool. Um, so they kind of spell that out in Gears 5's trailer. So if you hadn't finished Gears 4, suckers, well, it kind of ruined what is an interesting reveal at the end in that little story thing. But again, you're not Naughty Dog, and nobody wants you to be Naughty Dog. Know what yeah. you are. Yeah, you're a bombastic sci-fi game with epic set pieces and tight shooting. Just stick to that. It's not, but there's fucking nothing wrong with that. Right. So yeah, I, I didn't really understand why they, why they led with that like people would give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no idea. Um, I'll still play the shit out of it. Like it, it looks good, and some of the enemies, the fucking swarmy thing, look fucking yeah, cool. Uh, those so. new little things that attach themselves to organic and yeah. um, machine stuff as well for a new faction. Cool. Yep. That's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and cyberpunk. Gears tactics. Oh, sorry, my bad. Gears tactics. Doesn't need a very big mention, but you're an XCOM guy, so what what did you think? Did it grab you? Didn't really grab you? No, thank you. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm fucking honestly astonished that it's PC only. Like, they came out and said this is PC only. Like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> that a Gears game? Pretty odd. That means they're really, like, trying to cater to the PC crowd, and I'm wondering what you can do, what you can't do in a turn-based game on PC that you... Oh, yeah. Anyways, got that all backwards. But I, like, I, I just don't understand. Like, why? Why would there be a Gears Tactics? Because, the, like, isn't the the gameplay of Gears all that Gears is? That's that. I guess that's my thing. You know. Like, I think what's I get that they're branching out. I am probably reading too much into what he said about like, um, expect some sort of fast-paced gameplay. I, I'm 
hoping that that means that it's not your traditional turn-based thing where they've just ripped off XCOM wholesale. Um, and they're actually like, maybe they've got timers or something to incentivize you to move faster in what is amounts to a turn-based game, like, but it's almost like playing suicide chess or something like, I don't know, again, getting way too much into it, but I'm hoping that's the point of difference that they get to bring to the table and not just, it's XCOM, but with gears, because that would be like, well, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Sorry. Solid. Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, The trailer didn't really do a lot for me. Underwhelming. Fuck. Yeah. Like, it was just a lot of, like, it was a montage of a bunch of shit that didn't really mean, like, anything to me, and so I didn't get a lot out of it. But uh, everything I've heard since <laughs> since then uh, is, is really up my alley, I guess. Uh, I'm fucking well in. Uh, first person only uh, RPG, like, hardcore RPG... Uh, heavily based on the pen and paper, so uh, did yeah, you play like, that? No, pen and paper. No. Okay, but um, like really fucking leaning in on it. It's got like coolness stat and all this kind of shit um, that you wouldn't really expect to need or whatever. Um, yeah, like just first person uh neo future grand theft auto yeah fucking hook me up that's it that's the only game i want fucking hell that sounds spectacular to me um yeah i love rpgs i love first person rpgs so fucking do it to it bring it on and open world as well even better i mean it's cd project red's game after witcher 3 so I don't really give a fuck what it is. I'm going to play it. But yeah. the little bits I've heard, I'm interested. I've deliberately avoided it because I'm hanging out hope that they'll... Because CD Projekt Red loves community more than most developers and publishers. That they'll actually release like a full playthrough of what people saw behind closed doors. Yeah. At some stage. Rather just watch it and experience it that way. Um, True. Then kind of read about it. I'll still talk the ear off Luke to hear more about it but um but yeah like i really want to i want to see it because i didn't see it in that trailer um it was more exciting the fact that it it was clearly the game that they were making and they're officially saying this is the next one um after that teaser of what two three years ago it was a while ago um yeah to show that it was still happening and that was their primary focus uh that was more interesting than the trailer i went back and watched it and i liked it more the second time but i think because when I was like, oh, this is Cyberpunk, fuck yeah. Um, I was hoping to see some sort of gameplay sequence. Or so. I, I was thinking back to The Witcher 3. I think that's the problem. And even the older Witcher games. Remember the the trailers they used to release for like The Witcher 2 and stuff? The attack on that boat? With the fucking the magic that freezes everything and shit like that. Oh, do yeah. you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, epic. Like, even before gameplay, it was epic. Not that The Witcher 2 grabbed me in any particular way. Um, but The Witcher 3... From the beginning, I was like, I'm about this. Like, this is fucking awesome. I cannot get enough of everything they're showing me, whether it was a cinematic trailer or gameplay. But yeah, it was just weird that that Cyberpunk trailer didn't really... Get... Like, the world creation looked amazing, but it's CD Projekt Red. I feel like you can safely take for granted that the world creation is going to be exemplary. 
Um, and the the story will be amazing, and the characters will be fucking interesting, and the RPG stuff will be great. I just wanted to see how it played. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's, I, I, yeah, I know that's basically how I am as well. I, I really every time, I think I got up at like fucking six a.m. yesterday. Uh, I haven't been like my sleeping's been all fucked up all week. Um, but yeah, I saw this like. Uh, I was like tooling around on my phone when I woke up and uh, saw this fucking no, I think it was this morning. Fuck, um, this thing from Mixer um, on Twitter. Or it must have been like uh, Cyberpunk's Twitter retweeted Mixer saying that they were going to have their first look at the game on Mixer. I'm like, fuck, I'm up, and it just turned out to be a fucking ten minute interview, which was a complete waste of time. Boom, yeah, it was the worst. Um, but yeah, I just really, I really want to fucking see it in, in action. Cause it just, yeah, it sounds awesome. Luke took a fucking picture of the like press stuff, press, uh, assets. And, uh, it looks, yeah, it's got some interesting tidbits in it. Like, uh, vehicle combat is possible in the game. Uh, you drive cars or motorcycles, uh, you've got a, an apartment building, an apartment in the apartment building that you can go to, and um, yeah, all this kind of shit. It sounds like fucking, sounds like fucking Mega City One and shit. I'm about, I'm well in. I'm just, I just, it so much. Good God. No release date yet, though, right? Uh, no. February twenty-two. No. Uh. Imagine, imagine, imagine it was announced for February 22. Just fucking cancel everything else. It'd be Red Dead Redemption Syndrome, 100%. I just push everything. Fuck it. Um, and that was oh June, June 2019. Oh, is it June? What? I don't know. No way. Oh no, no, it's just previous hints. Okay, so that's not a real oh, okay. thing. Oh, I got excited. Fuck you, PC games, and you fucks, freaks. Um, all right, so, uh, EA, let's do a EA now. EA. Uh, so this, um, was bad. I thought it was a bad, bad show. Um, they, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think they had a good time with it. Um, they had FIFA... And NBA, Madden, uh, I, don't, I don't think anyone cares. The Madden presentation in particular was just so fucking oh, cringe. cringe. That was the oh beginning of the cringe. It was the worst. Um, the FIFA one was pretty bad as well because... Yep, yep, it was very bad. They didn't have anything to talk about. Like, I, I think it's... It's, like, cool for EA... That they managed to take the Champions League away from Pez, but it's it's just, it's a like fucking a warning cry for the state of football games in the future because Pez is dead now, and without any competition, FIFA will get worse. We've seen it happen before, so that's not good. Um, NBA Live is still. Uh, Nobody gives a fuck. How could anyone give a fuck? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Amongst the sports games, they just... It was a waste. And then there was the super awkward Vince Zampella fucking interview. 
oh my Star God. Wars Jedi Fallen Order where he said the name of the game and that's roughly it. Uh, it seemed honest to God like he was high. Like he was fucking bombed out of his brain. <laughs> Uh, so I don't, I don't know what they were thinking there. They didn't even have a fucking logo or anything to show. So they just did it in the crowd, which was awful. Um, they announced Unravel 2, uh, fine. I mean, it looks actually gameplay wise, it looks pretty interesting with the, which is out. It's out that day. Ah. It was out that day, but you can get fucking codes for it for the life of you. So what the fuck was the uh, point? Still, still can't. Still can't. Even better. Um, yeah, it looks cool with the co-op stuff and whatever. Um, like, looks more action-focused uh, than the first one, which was, yeah, puzzle-focused. And I didn't think they were very good puzzles, so I didn't really give a fuck about it. Um, yeah. I don't That's going to be our competitive game though for sure okay yeah our next competitive game next i mean do you reckon After we can play a way out <laughs> <laughs> fuck a way out um do you reckon we can play it with only one person owning the thing though i reckon or... we will that was use a way out only we will we'll pass it up um, what else was there sea of solitude looks like interesting but I don't know. That is a game that can go very, very wrong. Um, yep. It's bold. I do like the kind of themes, the loneliness and that sort of idea that they're exploring. Um, if they, they, oh, it's such a thin line to walk though. And if they get it wrong, yeah, it's gonna be like, even if the gameplay is great, it's just gonna be this fucking little cringe fest. That is the opposite of what they're hoping to do, which is to kind of bring awareness and and shine a light on and it might become like an exploitation of that yeah. and that's obviously without having played anything but i'm i'm ex- like i'm interested in it i want to play it i want them to get it right but mm. yeah i'm a bit nervous yeah I, I feel exactly the same i mean it does feel like there are a lot of ways they could fuck it up um hopefully they don't but yeah i'm interested i'm definitely interested so uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye on how it goes. Um, Command and Conquer Rivals. Good God. What were fuck they thinking? Off. What, the what fuck? were they thinking? Like, how could they have possibly thought? Like, they, I, I just want to know who the fuck was in charge of this one. Because A, it's a, it's a very, um, very well-revered uh, a revered fucking franchise. They are launching it on mobile at E3. Um, they are like launching it as an esport from the get go. Um, with this cringe tastic fucking like commentary that. Oh my lord! Like, what were they thinking? They clearly, I think, one of them might never have seen the game before that day, uh, so had no idea what was going on. They weren't about, like, they weren't capable of commentary in general. Uh, yeah, and it's, yeah, I don't know. It just it looked fucking rough. Um, yeah, it's it's very obviously a mobile game. You level up your fucking 
your little units and stuff. So I don't see how like it seems very Clash of Clans style. That sort of where if you pour money into buying your way to better XP, then you'll inevitably be better than your opponents, which is just I don't see how you could possibly pitch that there's an esport in that. Like I don't know, it's just I don't know what they were thinking. It shouldn't it shouldn't have been at E3 basically. Look, if fucking Microsoft can take big missteps with Age of Empires, which they did with that whatever that fucking free to play version was, they mm. scuttled. And then can go, "Hang on, maybe we can probe the waters for interest with some sort of HD remaster of the first game, which as far as I'm aware has been received really well." And then they're going to do the second one, which we're all waiting for because that's where Age of Empires got fucking amazing. Um, and they've got a fucking Ridgy Dig amazing uh, developer relic to make Age of Empires 4. Yep. Why the fuck can't EA, who loves money, do a remaster of some old Command & Conquer games? Maybe just do Generals? Yeah. Or any yeah. of them. I don't give a fuck. Just do any of them as a remaster version and then release those once a year for some little team that's re just giving them new graphics even. Fucking better monitor support. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Online servers. Rah, rah, rah. And then use that to gauge whether there's any interest in rebooting. Because there's got to be. There's got to be a better way to do it. Why aren't they applying their lessons from Battlefront 2, which they've applied to Battlefield 5? Why aren't they taking that logic and putting it into Command & Conquer? Like saying, okay, let's do a Command & Conquer game. Let's relaunch Command & Conquer but um, let's give away free content. Let's just sell skins or some shit. Like, Company of Heroes 2 was released, I don't even know how long ago now. The game is still around. That game is still popular. That game is still releasing, like, content. They're still updating it and shit because people fucking buy skins and shit. Like, that's... I don't actually have a problem with that. The people who put in hundreds of hours care about that fucking shit, and that's what funds future development of your game and support updates. Makes it a priority at your company still keeps the money coming in cool do it but yep. for them to scuttle like after generals 2 was coming and i was excited about it it looked good and then they tried to do a free-to-play thing assumingly that didn't work so they just decided it was easier for them to just destroy the brand or cancel the project and now for command and conquer to have it's not a triumphant return it's the fucking opposite of that it's like shit covered return and said basically saying this is what command and conquer is to you now because they could have very easily have said for fans of command and conquer they know that it's a pc game a hardcore pc game or real-time strategy whatever you have not been forgotten for now here's command and conquer rivals like just fucking acknowledge that you haven't fucked <laughs> fucked the ip and i only give a shit about command and conquer because of generals like i never got into it before that i was more of an age of empires person and all the derivatives of that empire earth and um rise of nations etc um <clears throat> not so much command and conquer in the older days but generals my god did generals get my attention that game was fucking amazing still is amazing played it, it recently is. yes um still kicks the shit out of you and fuck me do i want to go back and give it another round because i used to be really <laughs> good at it and we got our asses kicked we got, um we yeah but oh it's just so it's so upsetting to see it become a cash grab fucking mobile game. Do you know what it so, says to me, right? What? 
Like, you know, you were talking about how, like, it seemed like Xbox might have given up? Seems to me like EA's given up. That's what this E3 presentation from them says to me, is that they are out of fucking ideas. Like, they've got nothing. They've got Anthem, Battlefield, and nothing. Because why else would you trot out a mobile Command & Conquer game? That's not to say that... I don't begrudge them making a mobile Command & Conquer game. Because, I, you know, that why not, right? But, as you said, right, if they were to do it along, right, if they were doing all the things you said, like they were re-releasing and, you know, they were moving into a space where they might one day make another fucking Command & Conquer game, then this wouldn't be seen as a fucking affront. This wouldn't be a slap in the face to call it uh, Command & Conquer fans. This would be, like, something they could play until Red Alert Remastered comes out or something like that, right? But instead, like you said, this is what we think of Command & Conquer now. And it's just... I don't know. It's it's staggering to me. It's bananas. E3 is the celebration of games like this is what's coming this year this is what's coming in the future this is what you should get excited about this is what you should add to your fucking gaming calendar this is the future of the franchises that you love and this is command and conquer rivals like yeah and and the fact that they went for esports straight away fuck you um they everyone knows that that comes from the community demand for esports comes from the community and yes well you can release with that in mind and have competitive potential for that um, to come out and go, yeah, we're, we're making an esports game. It's like, well, who, who the fuck wants that? Who the fuck is calling for a mobile esports game? And like yeah. that game doesn't look like very exciting to watch that one game. I feel like I've seen it all. Yeah. Like what possible tricks could there be? There's a scissor paper rock mechanic to the limited amount of units that you have available to you. And there will come a point where the best players will learn the timings on things and they'll probably just... Because there's a point at the end of the missiles about to launch where you can just dog them, right? Like, like spin, it, spin it around. Yeah. So you'll just, like, save units and then push them later. Like, I don't know. There's got to be that shit that they... You'd hope they'd thought about, but it just doesn't look like that they have. Yeah. It didn't look exciting. They didn't make it sound exciting. Um, I'm not opposed to the idea of a mobile game. I mean... That Bethesda, uh, actually, I really like Fallout Shelter for what it was, and that Elder Scrolls game looks really interesting and the sort of thing that I'll fucking probably end up playing. Sure. Um, so definitely not opposed to mobile games, but but that that is yeah, the, what was once a juggernaut strategy game is now just that's what it is. That's what Command and Conquer means to us now. <laughs> Out of touch. Yeah. And so anyway. Battlefield Five. What the fuck? We got like what a ninety-second trailer. Yeah. Whereas last year it was uh, a big focus, and then I think the hour or 30, 60 minutes afterwards was like, "Stay tuned, we're going to show off like an hour of live gameplay," even though yeah. it was like celebrities and scrubs playing. Um, who gave a shit? You better believe I watched all two hours of the EA Play thing last year because it was like, "Fuck you, yeah, I want to, I want to see Battlefield One in action." It was sick watching you know, the behemoth come in and it got destroyed and it smashes down on the map and changes everything. It was fucking 
great. Battlefield Five looks stronger than Anthem, and yet they wanted to spend more time focusing on Anthem, and what they showed wasn't that great. And it's not just competing with Destiny, it's competing with The Division 2, which, you know, Destiny 2 dropped the fucking ball, fair enough, they're lucky there, because if they'd done their their shit right, Activision and Bungie would have released a Destiny 2 that was all of the improvements that you hear all the ex-Destiny fans raving about, all the fucking ones who drank the Kool-Aid going, oh my god, you got to come back because of this latest DLC in the first game. They hadn't even included all that shit and improvements and fixes in the original Destiny, or in the sequel. And now I'm hearing that the changes that they made, the core changes, like the different weapon types and shit that people didn't like, are now being changed back to what they were in the original game. And it's like, so they've they're fucked it. So the Division 2 can now swoop in. All it has to do is do a couple of things. It has to say, here's free content for a year, which they've already done. Yep. <laughs> and the other thing that they do is they say, we have learnt the lessons from the launch and here's the evidence of it and they win they beat destiny boom and then anthem comes along and if it hasn't learnt from the other two and it hasn't learnt from fucking mass effect andromeda because bioware is not now this name that makes you drop your narrative knickers and want to get fucked it's <laughs> it's just like oh yeah bioware yeah i remember when they used to make great games that i got excited about are they the same or is it now like you ask these questions like Bungie used to be a name for me that meant get excited automatically. Um, now they are not that at all. Yeah. I don't even know Bungie anymore. Um, Bioware, they're becoming that. So Anthem has to be amazing, and thank fuck it got delayed. Uh, and I still think that there is room for the original idea of what Destiny should have been and clearly didn't become. And that's why I think The Division was trying to tap into that, but didn't didn't get it right. So I think there's still a chance for it to happen. And if Anthem plays its cards right, it could be that. But yeah, I, I saw that stuff and I'm like, look, I want to play it. But I'm not like, fuck yeah, get some Anthem into me. I'm so excited for it. Like I'm like, I'll play it. But yeah, I'm not fucking over the moon about it. And not certainly not based on what they showed off. No, it's, it's another one that, like Cyberpunk, everything that, all my hype, is from shit that I've heard from people who saw it at E3. Which, yeah, I didn't get much out of the fucking demo that they were showing. That's bad, sort of, right? Yeah. You want them to be like, here's a bit of a game, and you're like, I am so excited about that, I want to know more, and then you go hunting stuff, right? That's what you want. And then the hands-on impressions and the people you talk to and the videos that you see are all adding to and reaffirming that initial excitement, not making you go, oh, right, now I'm excited about it. Yeah. Because, like, why did you show it off like this when it could have been that? Like, it's just simple things. Like, why was some random producer asking questions about the story and the narrative and the characters when they had the fucking lead writer there? Like, that's just stupid. Yeah. Apart from the fact that nobody gives a fuck what producer people think. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you've got... Well, they're there to talk about the higher level stuff, right? I care yeah. about Casey Hudson because he is, you know, synonymous with Bioware. This other guy, I don't really know him. Um, but, like, if we're going to talk about, you know, if you've got the lead gameplay designer there and then the fucking story person's answering gameplay questions, well, that's that's a problem. <laughs> and I know you rehearsed these things. That interview felt scripted as fuck. So Yeah, it did. It didn't feel exciting either. It didn't seem like they were excited about it. It felt like 
And I was talking to Joey about this the other day, so I had to I'm vent. Joking. I know. I'm saying. Oh, you were referring to me for the audience, right? I'm like, yes. fucking, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't lost it that much. I'm like, I know. Like, did, I, did I not say Joey? Alright, yeah. that, that's amazing. Uh, but I was suffering through the Nintendo Treehouse presentations, yeah. and the way that they feign excitement over nothing, that <laughs> that was reminding me of this Anthem stuff where it's like the person who says, yeah, that's hilarious. After you say something amazing, it's like, well, why didn't you laugh? Like, you don't have to say that's hilarious. If, if you haven't laughed and said that's hilarious, then it's clearly not hilarious or... Yeah, I'm really excited about this. I'm like, well, you don't sound excited. Like, <laughs> excitement is a, is a big and energetic word, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> just whip that out. Anyways, yeah. I want to play Anthem. I want Anthem to be great because God knows, will EA scuttle the fuck out of Bioware more yeah. if it's not? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's always sad to see old developers go. Even if, like, because I'm, I'm reading rumors at the moment, speaking of Bungie, about. Yeah. The fact that Activision is trying to sell Destiny, um, what to someone else? I don't. I don't put much credence in them, but um, yeah, for the for the next game. So yeah. that that would be interesting, but yeah, I don't know. I think hearing Bungie shutting down would make me sad because of old Bungie, but then yep. very quickly I'd be like, but like they when was the last Bungie the last Bungie game that I loved would have been um, Halo Reach. It's like when I find out a new Sonic game is shit because I love old Sonic games. And I'm like, wait, but how long has it been since there's been a good Sonic game? Fuck this shit. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Well, that's fuck. How long has it been since there was a amazing Sonic game? Um, Mega Drive? Centuries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Mega Drive. Um, so let's talk about Battlefield Five a bit because while they didn't allow us to watch an hour of gameplay afterwards for whatever fucking reason... Uh, they did allow streamers and, and YouTubers and whatever to record footage. Uh, and so we are, were able to watch a bunch of Battlefield Five uh, afterwards. Did you watch much? I have spent hours watching it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you have. Um, yeah, I, I watched a fair chunk as well and like nowhere near hours. But um, yeah, I really, I really like what I fucking see. Like... Cancel the cancel the rest of the EA thing, right? Don't show me fucking anything else. Just show me next year, like if you've got something as good as what I think Battlefield Five looks like, just show me, like do the EA conference can just be a fucking hour and a half of Battlefield Five footage, in my opinion. What I love about Battlefield Five is it feels bold. Like it feels yeah. like a developer who is saying we are uh, sick. You, you rant about this for a bit. Uh, I'm going to go whiz. Uh, okay. I'm listening. It feels like a developer who is saying, EA, give, cut us some slack. You keep doubting us like you doubted us with Battlefield 1. Um, and that turned out to be a hit. Just let us run free to do what we want. We're going to do a World War II game, take the series back to where it began. We want to do the ultimate World War II game. And we're going to make it amazing but we're going to have to do some things that are going to piss some people off and there's lots and lots and lots of little things if you've been watching the footage and paying attention to stuff simple things like the reason that five person squads were in the game or five player squads were in the game was because the fans asked for it so they put it in forget the fact that the maths doesn't fucking work (laughs) 
that you can't go. Hmm. So we get like five players, and then we get six squads, and then those last two players, they just kind of run around by themselves. Or they... themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the math doesn't work out with four players with a full server, which is obviously your idealized thing. Um, you have full squads. Fantastic. Yeah. It also means that it there's tactical decisions involved. For Battlefield 1, for instance, uh, when Joby and I kicked the fucking shit out of America in that <laughs> match. I, Just, I, Jen. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, despite the um despite the latency woes, despite the lack of sound, despite the lack of ability to communicate with our fucking team, despite the fact that I think that we half of our team ended up on their team at some stage because of balancing, um, matchmaking, whatever. Yeah. The the what allowed us to win i think was basically setting up a very simple rule five player squads of uh what was it two two medics two assault one support no snipers <laughs> yeah uh, and like that way we were able to turbo revive keep everyone armed most importantly our our assault players to be able to take out the vehicles yeah. um because in battlefield one taking out vehicles is fucking tough yeah. but Fast forward to Battlefield 5, and holy shit. Fuck you, flyboys. We can now move uh, our flak emplacements around, which means you can't just do what they do right now. If you go play Battlefield 1 right now, and you will come up against these frustrating as fuck aces who mm. just bomb the shit out of the AA at the start of the map, and yeah. it's destroyed. No fucking support player, including me, wants to use the wrench to repair it. Why the fuck would you? Yeah. Um, and... They have even, I don't know who's working on it, must be the D team at DICE, added a bomber that drops so many airburst mortars, this is not an exaggeration, that it can actually wipe out an entire, uh, an entire team if they're clumped together. Jeez. That is so stupid. They don't give a fuck at the moment. They're just throwing shit <laughs> at the game. So the problem with World War One setting is that there were, because of the time, limited ways to take out a tank. Yeah. <laughs> fast forward to world war Two, rocket launches are back fuck you tank boys <clears throat> you're not going to dominate anymore you're actually going to be scared of squads of soldiers again which is fucking great and the whole like concentrated effort into reinforcing team play you can spawn on your squad mates faster than you can go back to the overall like the map screen yeah. So they really want you to be reinforcing your squad, working as a squad. You earn points as a squad to be able to call mm -hmm. things in, but only the squad leader can call it in. Okay, that's cool. Medics are now, and support, are now essential again because you only spawn with like one or two magazines in reserve. That's it. You can't run and gun. And I'm a run and I, I treat Battlefield 1 like a run and gun game. You can't do that anymore because you will run out of ammo. You've got to be switching kits. You've got to be communicating with your, your squad mates about getting ammunition. Or you've got to be falling back to do it. You can build reinforcements. I'm, I'm very fucking excited about this because I think that they're creating a, a steeper learning curve. But they're saying once you start to get your head around these mechanics and systems, you're going to find a much more rewarding game. And for the people who play this game you know, um, with the team in mind, playing the objective and play with friends they're going to have an incredibly rewarding experience yeah it's it's going to be i mean it, it's i'm i'm so fucking in like i think it, it looks like the the best fucking battlefield yet like 1000 um, percent. 
all, all the things you just said like the the this move towards more squad focused gameplay is exactly what i i need from battlefield and 3d means 3d spotting is gone it is gone uh I'm, i've got mixed mixed feelings about that because uh i do worry that they're gonna take it uh, that might like take things too far um you know like i think 3d spotting was very helpful for people who aren't like very aware of their minimap and shit and i think it was a bit of a crutch uh i think they could have done something to like a middle ground i think there would have been a could have been a middle ground there as opposed to just removing it altogether uh, and relegating it all the way to the minimap um i, think I know there, that there you is. can mark right like um, um no, not just that. the um the scouts still have their flares, which I think is good because it actually makes them useful again because the sweet spot mechanic is fucking gone. Thank fucking shit. Which, yeah. for those unaware in Battlefield 1, every sniper rifle has a, a range at which a torso shot will kill one shot guaranteed. Mm. Fuck that noise. That's yeah. gone. You have to go for headshots. But what makes a scout um, kind of like something that you might want to put in your squad is two things there's specializations now like class specializations so there's an implication that not every scout player will just be you know a, a sniper they might have other weapons that they can get like silenced up close weapons and things like that which i think is exciting um but also they've got their flair for spotting enemies and not just shooting into the ground now but if you shoot it up higher apparently it creates a larger arc on the minimap right. of enemies and i think they also had a little binocular single binocular tool that i saw in some of the videos that would allow you if you pointed at an enemy and hit fire it will actually put a thing over their head what so the, the 3d spotting is back in that sense but what it changes that is if they break line of sight it disappears immediately which i think battlefield more than anything is needed for the longest time because the amount of kills that i've gotten through gas through smoke and yeah guarantee you the amount of times that i have died from the same thing because someone spotted me and they shouldn't be able to see me but they're just spamming at a marker they're getting a hit indicator they continue yeah. to fire they kill. i don't think that's good i i don't want them to get rid of the hit markers i think that's good i think it's going to cause them problems though with the bullet penetration so certain caliber weapons shoot through walls um right which means you can literally set up an MG and go, okay, Joby, before we move over that house, spray it. Are oh, you getting hits over there? You clear it out. Ooh, but that's some um, top level thinking there, Nate. But what I do Disgusting. like about that is that it will de-incentivize house camping. Sitting in a fucking True. corner, you yeah. aren't safe. And the level of destructibility that looks closer to bad company two levels, albeit with the option to rebuild structures, which... For me, for the first time in a Battlefield game, I actually feel like I might be incentivized to defend a point instead of just round-robin, running, capping, you know, moving on with my life. Um, yeah, like the, the ability to bring down a building, to have rocket launches, to take out guys camping up, uh, camping up in roofs, to, you yep. know, dynamite and all that sort of shit, to level a building. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be way more tactical. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, do you do you visit Reddit much? No. The Reddit, the Battlefield subreddit on Reddit, has been like was overtaken by all these 
people uh, saying that, you know, there shouldn't be women in Battlefield Five, uh, and oh, I did, I did see that whole thing. Well, I'm gonna chuck some of conspiracy Job's time, yeah, but I'm gonna throw this out there. I love it's, conspiracy Job. I know, I know. Um, it seems like a concerted effort, like a deliberate troll attack, and like a deliberate attempt to specifically target Battlefield to take it down by making it look like the community is full of people who are against women in games. Because it is completely divorced from anything I know about anyone who plays Battlefield. Like, nobody gives a fuck about this shit. But the the volume at which we've seen this shit is way out of control. And... It's it's super weird that the moment they were told they were no longer allowed to talk about historical accuracy on the subreddit, they immediately pivoted to customization of characters or something. And it's it's like they yeah, it very much feels like I don't know who, some other company maybe, uh, is deliberately paying because there is precedent now for uh, people using Reddit to sway opinions uh, by overwhelming them with an idea. The, you know, uh, Hillary, what about, you know, what about her emails or lock her up and shit like that. The, like, there is a pretty decent argument to be made that Reddit was a key tool in uh, the swaying of America's fucking election towards the fucking... The dick, dick knob in charge now. Um, <laughs> like that, that, that is actually straight up a thing. But I've, I've been wondering if it's been happening for so much longer than that, and for much more mundane things. And the way I'm seeing it happen to Battlefield feels so much like it is a specific thing because it never, like, you never see, uh, like these, these threads where like. They're pitching that, you know, dice are evil or whatever. They don't feel genuine. They're like, they feel like they're, here's, here's, okay, here's the conspiracy layer on top of the conspiracy layer. Is They feel fucking awfully done because I think they want to get found because I think they want to create a situation where the press latches on to something very simple, like, uh, for example, like there was this, there was a guy who wrote uh, a big fucking spiel about how he studied economics at, I think it was UCLA or something, uh, and with a, a focus on German economy or German post-war economy or some shit. And uh, how dare they say that blah, 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 blah. He knew very, you know, he knew for a fact that, um, yeah, that, you know, the historical accuracy and, you know, it was, and then very quickly people found out that he went, like, he'd already talked about how he went to a different school and all this kind of shit. And so he was clearly lying, but it's too easy. It's too easy to find that shit. Nobody's that fucking dumb or like people are People are fucking stupid. People are very, very fucking stupid. But no, nobody, like, 
Nobody would type all that out if they could very easily be found out to be, like, just deliberately lying. It's It was like a full thread. It was upvoted. It had, like, a thousand upvotes or some shit until it started getting down, downvoted. Like, it feels like it's deliberately bad so that press can find them and point at them and laugh at them and point out how, you know... Battlefield players are whiny man babies because too often, right? There's no nuance here. They'll just say, oh, the Battlefield subreddit is full of women, woman haters. But all that does is create a divide. They're creating a situation where, you know, it, suddenly it's us versus them. They're trying, like, it feels like the, the conspiracy part, right, is that they are doing it deliberately bad so that they can then create an us versus them situation between social justice warriors slash the press slash people who don't give a fuck about uh, there being female s soldiers, right? Uh, versus um, the like these Battlefield fans who maybe don't give a fuck about f there being female soldiers, but also don't be want to be like categorized as being fucking, you know, virgin losers by a bunch of press people who they may or may not have a lot of trust for already. And it feels like, yeah, it's a deliberately targeted attack on Battlefield via this subreddit. Because, yeah, there's, there's like, 127,000 people subscribed to this subreddit, but no fucking, not, not a single post manages to get up over, like, 2,000 fucking upvotes, ever. It seems very odd. That's not how most fucking subreddits work. You know, like, usually it's very easy to get a couple of thousand upvotes out of even just dumb shit, right? And, yeah, it's it's struggling. And it just, I don't know, man. It feels very odd. And I, I, don't, I don't know if it's like another game company or if it's, like 4chan or what the fuck it is, but yeah, it's it's pretty weird. Yeah, it um, mm. it does like the whole movement against you know not having women in this game because of historical accuracy reasons seems to just be the typical vocal minority, which you would expect as soon as you announce anything like that. The same ones that you know riled up at COD didn't COD add female soldiers to yeah. World War II last year as well. You I know. think so, yeah. Cool. Like, they're, they're always going to be there. It's going to be super low-hanging fruit to write about it. People are going to click on it because it's an emotional topic and people are going to get upset either way. And they also, like you said, they want to read these articles to see how they get described, how their community gets described. I mean, for me personally, I was just talking about this the other day. Um... I always, when there's the option to pick a male or female character, 99.9% of the time I pick a male character because in my mind that's me playing as me. And I yeah. won't always customize it to look like me, but apparently part of what makes me me is my maleness. Whatever, read into that whatever you want. But for this sure. game, my god, if this is true and there are so many people like who are actually legitimately this upset about it, you better fucking believe your ass that I will pick a female skin with prosthetic limbs um, because they're going to be seeing me on their fucking kill cam a lot yeah. and they are welcome. And if it's just making people angry, like for no real reason, then yeah, yeah, I'm going to troll the fuck out of them. Yeah. Uh, but like, but I don't think 
like at no point in me deciding that that I'm going to troll them like that did I think oh yeah I'm going to be trolling the majority of Battlefield players I come across because yeah I don't think most people give a fucking shit yeah yeah exactly um, like I think I think the people that care right uh, in a positive like I think the people who want there to be more female representation far and away outweigh the um, people who don't uh, totally. The only re- yeah, the only reason I think that it's become so prominent is because if because it seems like it's a fucking target, like cons- a con- deliberate attempt. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Well, just looking at the Reddit thread now and seeing the the two the two pinned things up the top, like holy shit, yeah, that's that's pretty epic. Right, they had to like they had to go all the way out and like pin shit to stop people from like yapping about this shit because they couldn't fucking stop and it's lunacy it's nuts um yeah it reminded me so much of uh the the prominence the rise of the the donald trump support on reddit back when the election was occurring and i think I, I think i've talked about it before on this podcast but i'm yeah pretty certain that other companies are doing it in a positive way this is this is the first time i've seen it in what feels like a targeted negative attack uh most of the time it feels more like uh companies just uh use uh, concerted efforts on Reddit to uh, push their own positive stuff. Um, yeah, I've read actually with Battlefront Two, there was uh, a leak, a couple of leaks recently that proved to be true based on content that came afterwards. And part of those leaks said that there were certain developers at Dice who were putting their game ideas on Reddit on the subreddit because it was actually more likely to get attention. Oh boy! They brought it up in the office. (laughs) So like that's like that's fucked. But my point in all that is that like yes, Reddit people pay a lot of attention to Reddit now. I think it's a it's a very easy kind of litmus test. Um, I know for the Siege guys, for instance, they pay particular attention to it. But I love their very clinical approach, which is if people complain about feature X, we will go and check it against telemetry data. If telemetry data does not back it we do not fix it. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Like, yeah. that's a very good thing to stick to because, you know, there's always going to be that one person who has a, a really negative experience. As long as yeah. that one person's experience isn't indicative of the majority of people, it doesn't really yeah. require any fucking attention, does it? Or if they're they're wrong. Um, and I think like a lot of things, and developers have talked about this before, is that players are very good at identifying when there is a problem. They're not mm. very identifying why that problem yeah. is there. so once it steps into why it's almost like okay stop listening uh unless they're very savvy of course but um when it's like yeah this is a problem this isn't working for me okay so we need to take a look at x feature but their interpretation of why it's not working or what is broken is usually probably not correct which i would say is true of the vast majority of us we're not fucking game developers yeah yeah um okay ubisoft do it just dance don't care uh, beyond good and evil 2 i'm done with this game honestly i am done with it really? until i see actual factual fucking gameplay 
if they can't give me a fucking release date and like some sort of fucking tangible evidence that this game exists, in my mind, it's vaporware. It's as vaporware as it's ever been. That's that's where I come out on this one. They got Joseph Gordon-Levitt coming out with his hit record thing. Uh, they're a mixed that had a mixed fucking reception because uh, people aren't sure if anyone's going to get compensated. Um, so yeah, that one didn't do so well, I guess. Uh, but yeah, overall, yeah, no interest. No, thank you. Um, Nate just sent me a message. He's going to go piss. So we're just going to, I'm not even going to wait for him to expand on his confused really. Uh, we're going to move straight into Rainbow Six Siege. They didn't have a lot uh, going on. Like It seemed like a bit of a waste of a showing. Uh, they're doing a esports documentary, uh, which I think is really cool. Uh, but um, yeah, it's not really news about Rainbow Six, so whatever. Um, next up was Trials rising uh this was pretty cool they brought out uh an aussie dude uh fat shady um who is like a you know a long-term member of the community uh who like teaches other people how to play trials which is uh and be better at trials and stuff and uh yeah apparently he's been involved um with trials rising um it looks really cool uh on this note though um i bet i guess all basically all i was doing was shit talking um serils mark serils who used to be at kataka is now at senior <laughs> uh and i was uh saying to him that basically um there was no way they were going to announce a skate four or a trials game at uh, e3 and uh, when they, yeah, they turned the skate service back on um, and I thought I was boned, but I, I got out of that one. And then they announced Trials Rising. Uh, I had to eat haggis as a result of me being a fucking <sighs> dipshit. Um, oh, that was real. I was like, why is Joe beating haggis? Okay. Yeah. Uh, was it? Uh, Good? Uh it was revolting. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, it was. It wasn't the taste actually, uh, so much as like everything about it as a food, uh, like the texture and uh, the fucking look of it. It looks like fucking. It it looks the same going out as it does going in. Like, what the fuck, man? It looks like poo on a plate, and it has the consistency <laughs> of poo on your plate, and. Like, it's full of oatmeal, like, oats, rolled oats. And so it's got these little weird chunklets. So you, like, sort of, like, it's bad enough. I mixed it with my mashed potato to sort of make it to dilute it, I guess. Uh, but every now and then I get this little chunk of potato and... Ugh. Um, yeah, it's, it's... It's not good. Anyway, and it looks it looks so gross in the fucking in the oven and the way you cook it is to just you bake it that's it cool whatever uh and then you cut it open you don't eat the sorry you don't eat the, <laughs> the stomach part part but it is yeah i just imagine trying to eat like i can't stop retching stop idea. doing it change the time 
but it is still awful on the inside. Um, awful, yeah. Ah, uh, um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited that Trials Rising is coming out. Now that I've passed the part where I have to eat haggis because of it, uh, I'm fucking ants. I'm about it. Yeah. Um, what about you? you did you ever play Trials? Yeah, I'm. I'm really shit at it, but I fucking I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So it is like it's a really like just a really fucking well thought out sort of momentum game you know yeah it's fun and it's like the fact that you get to the end and you do like explodes or falls off into the abyss and stuff like the sense of humor is is what i particularly enjoy yeah definitely what did uh serals have to eat if you were right no it was a one-way fucking bet what Uh, i was it was it was literally just me taunting him about how hard his dream he he was like i really hope uh these three games bloodborne 2 skate 4 or trials gets announced at e3 um and it was me being like lol it's never gonna happen everything you hope for is pointless all your dreams are moot uh, everything is terrible, and uh, and if it happens, I will eat haggis, and so I did because I said I would, but um, it did feel a bit like. Did you ever watch that Mitchell and Webb look, the sketch show with David Mitchell and Robert Webb? There was a sketch in there where uh, there's this guy, uh, like a D-list celebrity, and he goes and he makes like bets with people. Uh, like I bet I no. can have a cup of tea with every person in Belgium, or something like that, and uh, and they make fun of him because nobody actually there's no like there's no other sides of this bet. It's he just makes a bet and then he does it and somehow he comes out better for it. Like sells a book about it or whatever the fuck. That's what it sort of felt like. Except it, like that wasn't my intention. I was just being a dickhead, and then I got a message. Uh, a Twitter, uh, a tweet thing saying, uh, we're going to hold you to this. And uh, I, it was just, it was taunting, but um, it seemed more real to other people. So I, I was like, well, I'm in, fuck it. Uh, anyway, that's Charles. The Division 2. Uh, set in Washington in summer. I thought the snow aesthetic was like pretty key to to division to be honest uh but apparently it doesn't matter all that much and so it's summer 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 time and you're in washington and there's no political statement despite the white house being on fire and uh you arming yourself to go overthrow a corrupt government it's not a political (laughs) statement don't worry about it um yeah uh, it looks it looks interesting. Apparently, it's more of the bullet sponge uh, combat. I didn't inherently hate that. I don't like it by default. Like I prefer less spongy enemies. Uh, just as a you know, in general, in my shooters. Uh, but like, yeah, it's it's not like it's a deal breaker for me. I mean, it was fine in the original division or whatever the fuck. So yeah, like I don't know. I'm interested. It seems like they're doing more world events as well, like more 
unique world events as opposed to so it won't feel like you're just doing the same shit over and over and over again so that's good um yeah it looks it, it looks okay they did the fucking that fucking forced scripted banter shit again and they just gotta stop man they gotta stop i hate it so much yeah yeah or they've just got to get like real real gamers to do it just tell like get a bunch of real gamers right record them tell them what they need to do right and like just tell them they can't swear is it that they hard they don't care about swearing so like yeah let them just record a bunch of them record multiple sessions and, and get yeah the best takes of the banter and whatever and put it in they should really just be getting us to play it Joby. well obviously our obviously. Competi- competitive approach to co-op yeah exactly uh, um like i would i would fucking love i would love for them to come out with like our fucking competitive yeah a competitive fucking banter you know fucking one of the goddamn demo things like it'd be spectacular it would it would rip up expectations for what people think these demos are about because every time you go into a preview session it is literally just yelling it's non-stop yelling um with, with us <laughs> with us obviously yeah because we're we're the best um yeah yeah right. But instead, yeah, they insist. They insist on this scripted shit. What'd you think? Would you are you gonna play the division two? I mean you spoke about it already a little bit. Yeah. Uh, if they get it right. Yeah, I'm gonna play it like, right? like it's for that hope. Like to be able to play yeah. the kind of idea of what Destiny was originally selling, but actually yeah. play a game that delivers on it. Uh, I don't like I don't like the fact that they've got Tom Clancy on the front and it has low lethality. That's my problem with the bullet sponging. Like if you right. they just get rid of the Tom Clancy bit. I think that yeah. would be less of a disconnect for me because when you're shooting dudes with hoodies and they take like 15 headshots, it's it's very bizarre. Uh, but I liked the idea of the division. I liked enough of what I played cooperatively to play a sequel and from what I've heard and understand about what they did after launch to, to fix it and overhaul certain systems, as long as that's there. Yeah, man, I'll take it for a spin. I'll fucking, you know me, I love my co-op shooters. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I I do think that they can fix it. I do think that they will not fall into the same trap that Destiny did. Because it always already feel like felt like the division seemed to learn quite a bit from the mistakes that Destiny made. Uh even if it didn't like it didn't learn all of them. It didn't learn enough inevitably, but uh yeah, it seemed to learn a lot and so it's you know, someone's paying attention there. I think Ubisoft as a publisher is just more willing to eat um humble pie um yeah and not just to to talk and go oh yes we've made mistakes with that and we're we're moving on like the poor guy who got sent out in front of the firing squad to talk about battlefront 2 at ea yeah there was some things initially and we're moving on from that like they actually like fully own up to it they have a, a culture of transparency now i think the way that siege siege has revolutionized the way that they look at games um, and they're they're transferring those kind of learnings across to other titles to the point where I think it's it's 
would be acceptable for anyone to lose their fucking shit at them if they make mistakes that they've already made in the past in other games they can't be like oh well that was a different series you know we don't cross collaborate or yeah they yeah i think they want to be told when they're doing stuff right and they want to be told that they're doing stuff wrong and they want to learn from it like you know taking assassin's creed away from that kind of yearly release model for an entire year <laughs> and then going back to the drawing board a bit and then relaunching it as something that's exciting and shifting this new assassin's creed game to a different studio because everything used to be ubisoft montreal with help from all these other places like sort of just trusting other studios to to carry that torch i think that they're a, a publisher who's willing to learn and change with the times own up to their mistakes and and show that they have learned from that um so yeah i'll always give a ubisoft game that looks promising and looks like it's aimed at me a chance yeah. even like things like for honor which i find honestly surprising that that game is still around but they've put dedicated servers into that now they've yeah. pivoted really really well i think and clearly because they're releasing more content for it there must be an audience there must be interest in it um so yeah i really like i kind of i like seeing them succeed at ubisoft yeah who like i think they're pro play in contrast to the ea thing you know this is so staggering like this, this conference from Ubi was staggering in contrast to the fucking EA one because the EA one felt like they just they had no no ideas and they didn't know what they were gonna do and fuck it. And this one feels like they like Ubisoft are just they're trying like they're just fucking they're giving it everything they've got. Like the, they also in some cases have no idea what the fuck they're doing with For Honor and shit, but. Yeah, they they're giving it a fucking they're giving it a shot, and fuck it, see how it goes, you know. Yeah, and I think the fact that they are making new games or they're you know making sequels like Beyond Good and Evil Two, making sequels to games that are basically nobody's really thinking about anymore, mm. shows that they're a bit they're a bit more willing to to back things like the fact that they're making a fucking Toys to Life game after every other Toys to Life <laughs> game has died. But like bold is the nicest word you can say. That but, is the nicest way to put it. But you've, you've got to imagine that they've had these conversations as well, right? Like that they've they've crunched the numbers on this and they've gone, looked at the mistakes. That they, like the reason Disney Infinity went under was because mm. Disney made too many toys. Like yeah. that's what bankrupted. There was nothing wrong with the game. The game was selling well. The toys were even selling well. They just weren't selling well enough to the stock that they had created spent all this money on so they decided to cut their losses and shit can it i don't know why lego dimensions died that's weird that seemed like an obvious one to win skylanders yep. is should never really have succeeded but i guess it was the first so yeah it has that going for it but even that's on ice at the moment um but you better believe that the and excuse the phrasing on this the eight-year-old boy inside me giggity <laughs> um is very very excited about the idea of like building my own little modular spaceship yeah but, both i'm pissed that it's not on pc but then i guess if it was on pc those clever little modding motherfuckers would find out ways for me to get access to parts that without owning them <laughs> um 3, 3d print everything and just hack it into the game yes yeah, so there you go there you go yeah. but uh but yeah i want to play that game i think it looks like um a better realization of what no man's sky was going for to be honest like that idea yeah, of exploring yeah. new planets and but like an emphasis on combat and shooting shit 
and building your own ship. Like I think that yeah, that is the better uh, better execution of the No Man's Sky vision for me. Yeah, uh, but also aimed at kids, I guess. Yeah, true. No, 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 that's a really good way to put it. It's a really good way to look at it. Um, yeah, I I I don't care enough to get in on Starlink. I think. I mean, I said that about Skylanders though, and I fell down that well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I was very worried about both Lego Dimensions and Disney Infinity. I knew if I started, I would have yeah. to complete the collection, so I I just avoided. I did not ever start. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but it, like, I thought it was actually a pretty, pretty good um, showing for Starlink uh, at e3 uh they they had a lot going on there so uh yeah like it is out this year uh october right so yeah yeah and uh the i think the switch stuff is cool for nintendo fans especially yeah. the star fox tyver is yeah. very logical and I, and I love that nintendo is willing to share their stuff like that with um with ubisoft and ubisoft obviously hasn't abused it given mario plus rabbit's success yeah true uh, they announced Donkey Kong Adventure for Mario Plus Rabbids as well. Um, that is sick, cool. by the way. I haven't played it. Oh, is it? Yeah. It adds some new stuff, a bit more um, diversity to the standard little gameplay loops as well. It's some fiendishly fucking frustrating yeah. enemy types. So, yeah, that's definitely a worthy expansion for anyone who's looking to dust off Mario Plus Rabbids. Nice. Uh, what about Skull and Bones? What do you think of Skull and Bones? I'm fucking well, that. You know I'm fucking about it. Well, you got to see a bit more, you know. And I was, yeah. I was wondering because it seemed like a very different game to what I thought it was at the very least. Because I had this pretty clear idea of what I thought it was, and then as they reveal more and more, I'm like, this is so divorced from where I thought this was going. Like this might be in the direct opposite direction. Like, where, what, did, what yeah. do you think it was going to be originally? Um, like a competitive sort of, uh, what's that game I've been playing? Um, it was a really, like, really good, but like lo-fi sort of, uh, Maelstrom it is like a last man standing style competitive PVP ship based game. Um, and I thought that that was what we were looking at here, like sort of, uh, ship-based deathmatch type dealio um but this is going more towards like destiny on the sea destiny <laughs> um yeah like <laughs> it's it's a loot running game um which is a surprise to me yeah i think that's yeah, very I, fair to say based on what they showed last year right um, yeah. which very much was just we have taken what you loved about Black Flag and made it yeah. its own game and it is multiplayer yeah um, yeah so like, like World of Warships but World of Pirate Ships yeah yeah basically um, like uh, I'm actually more about it now than I was then because uh, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't think that they would I, I don't think you know the vehicle versus vehicle um deathmatch style game executes very well a lot of the time uh like I, I was gonna say world of tanks notwithstanding but fuck world of tanks withstanding like half the time i think they fucked that up 
hardcore, even if I am obsessed, continuously playing it. Like, yeah. Uh, this idea, this Des- Destiny idea instead, <laughs> is far more promising to me. Um, I'm far more into it now. Um, because it feels like there's actually something going on there. Uh, it feels like there's a reason to be on the high seas, you know? Um, I think it's yeah, very smart that made it a looter. I think that's yeah, that's clever. Um, and uh, like the fact that you will get to see the other ships up close and personal means that the cosmetic stuff actually has meaning and yep. and all that sort of stuff. That to the point where I won't even care about it. Um, and I usually don't give a fuck about it yep. at all. I, I like the idea of um, random elements that present pros and cons. So favorable wind in an area might sound yeah. like a good idea but it also will mean that other players are looking at that mission that area as well so not that they showed it in that demo so much except for the whole idea of like uh the dark zone towards the end of the mission where he called in help they defeated the big ai ship and then those other ones turned on him um i like the idea that there might be multiple ships going after the same thing multiple players so you might be trying to do that stealthy you know sail by discreetly past the um the fort but there might be someone up ahead of you who's already gunning for it or they might start like go past you and take a shot at the fort but use your ship to block so the return fire hits you i don't know something like that like that would be very fucking interesting if it's players constantly disrupting the expectations of how a mission that for all intents and purposes is cut from a certain amount of archetypes and would be quite samey if it's the players that are disrupting that that has the potential to be very exciting uh, conceptually for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm well about that. I mean, the more, like, yeah, players fucking shit up for you is always way, way, way better than, it, it's never, like, that's never a fucking game obstacle to me. That is simply not accounting for other people. And in the multiplayer game, I think accounting for other people is always, you know, everything, basically. Yeah, if it's a core part of the gameplay loop, then that's great. Like, I want them to embrace that, and I very much look forward to getting our little fleet together and and ruining people's days as we do. Oh man, it's going to be good, especially yeah, the the betrayal shit at the end of it seems, uh, yeah, very much up our alley. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, what's next is transference. Um, I didn't really get a lot out of this. I was, I think I was too focused on Elijah Wood fucking up his line, making up. Also, <laughs> um, I also like I didn't want to watch it because I know it's story heavy, and you don't like I don't want to fuck it up. Like I think it's more more than story heavy. I think it's story like it's just a fucking story game and it's a horror story so yeah everything i learn about it feels like i'm just learning more ways for it to be less shocking when i play it so i didn't want to really know much did you get anything out of it because you don't give a fuck about this shit no no i've already played it um I got what to gamescom last year and i think the, the way that they're selling this game is really good because what i played at gamescom last year they said we don't even know if this will be in the game. In fact, we don't want it to be in the game because we want that to be a completely unique experience, which I think sucks for anyone who misses out on it. And I hope that they just release that bit as a demo. 
kind of yep. like that weird Resident Evil the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that idea of like, well, this is a proof of concept because before that, like they'd teased Transference last year and I'm like, what is this weird shit? I'm not about it. And when yep. I played it um, at Gamescom and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm about it. Um, it was, it's very much a psychological thriller, but you're like, kind of like Inception and the idea that you're in someone's memories, but you've also solving puzzles in that memories. And to do that, you, well, at least in the one that I did, you had to move across a couple of different time periods um, right. to find certain items to interact with certain items that weren't in one period and were in another, but there was also other subtle changes. And if you did the wrong thing, you got punished for it in a way that was very satisfying and quite scary. Um, okay. But nothing permanent. Um, yeah, okay. <clears throat> I got to the end of it pretty quickly because I, I really gelled like with the way that it was um saying i want you to solve problems like it didn't handhold much at all but i was like okay i reckon if i do this this will work and, and it was it was very rewarding for how my stupid crazy brain jumps all over the pro uh they're all over the place so yeah I, I really liked it after that and i'm very very keen to play more so when i saw that trailer i was like i'm glad that they're still really cryptically kind of trying to paint a picture of what to expect and less so saying here is the story and here is what you will do. And here is us giving away one puzzle like they do in certain puzzle games to show that, look yeah. at how clever we are. Um, but I still think you did the right thing by not paying attention to it. But now that you have the headset, Joby, you very much should play it. And I think uh, if they oh, deliver yeah. on, if they can deliver an entire game experience that is, is consistently um, interesting and, and, and thrilling as what I played, then it's going to be good. And I, I look forward to taking it for a spin. In its full form. Sick. Um, the Crew Two. Uh, it's out later uh, this month. They yeah. shouldn't have talked about it. I mean, I guess yeah. they didn't focus on it that much. Like, there's an open beta coming. Download it now. Play it. Blah That's blah blah. About it, right? Yeah. But really, if they wanted to talk about it, I think they should have um, gone the route of talking about maybe their first season of content or something like that. What's coming that would up have been the, a good idea. Yeah. That would have been the better way to do it. Very briefly mention there's an open beta coming. You can play it soon. It's out later yep. this month. But hey, if you want to know what's coming in the future, boom. But yeah, so I was really just like, I don't need to pay attention to this. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, I'm the same. And then Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, this was a pretty big reveal to me because uh, I, I, I just wasn't expecting it at all. Um, you haven't seen the leaks? Uh, yeah, I'd seen the leaks, but I'd sort of written it off. Like, I think every leak gets a couple of things off. Uh, obviously not in this case, but... Uh, well, no, UB, yeah. there was a keychain, and then there were the rumors about, oh, look, Assassin's Creed Origin... Oh, sorry, Odyssey. Fuck, I'm going to keep saying Origin instead of Odyssey. Confirmed. Yeah. And then Ubisoft <clears throat> released this really short gif of this, the, you know, 300 Leonidas kick moment that oh, was no. and said, see, we'll see you at... You know, E3. Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, we'll see you wow. in E3. No, I missed that. So, no idea. Um, so, yeah, I didn't expect this at all. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised. It looks pretty fucking awesome. I love ancient Greek shit. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, it looks fucking rad. They've got a really good fucking line on, uh, like, what I think people want from Assassin's Creed now. I don't think it should be out as soon as it is. Uh, oh no, it's out next year. Fuck, I thought it was out this year. Um, yeah, I think the the two year cycle is perfect. No, no, it's out this year, fifth of October. I thought it was 
5th of October next year. Oh, let me have a look. I'm pretty sure it's this year. Keep talking. Ooh. I will say. Um, yeah, like I think they've got a really good line. Provide us out next year. I, I really like the idea of them going through the two year cycle. I do not think they should go back to the one year cycle. Um, but yeah, like it's out this <laughs> fucking that's nuts. That is <laughs> just dumb. Um, the big fucking battles look fucking sick. Uh, and yeah, there there's definitely a, like obviously they're drawing deep from the. Yeah, the 300 type thing, like uh, that big kick. And uh, yeah, I think that, I think 300 has informed a lot of people of, of how to think about ancient Greek, the Greek battle, you know? Um, but it's still, it's cin cinematic as fuck. So yeah, I'm, I'm well in. We didn't play um, much of Right. No, so yeah, I'm, I'm well, keen to get in better. on this one be honest exactly. because origins is like as a long suffering uh assassin's creed fan um origins was awesome origins was exactly the kind of kick in the guts kicking the nuts even that this series needed and yeah. this looks to be a continuation of that um <clears throat> from what i've seen uh from what they showed off but also from other stuff that i've watched they're they're putting a bigger focus on ship combat again which i like the idea of but i'm kind of less enthused about it than black flag 2 or a Black Flag remake even, uh, yep. because it's still like shooting arrows at other ships and you know little, little bits of napalm here and there, Greek fire right. for the history yeah. buffs. Um, but that's infinitely less exciting to me than the, the cannons and the mortars and stuff and the, the more tactical options that you have with a ship that has ballistics options outside of fucking arrows. Uh, but I'm still glad that it's there as an option. What I'm more excited about is that they're finally kind of leaning more into the mythology. Um, they touched on it with the Assassin's Creed Origins DLC. They did like a Curse of the Pharaohs DLC where you were fighting against mythological beasts and it looks like, like they've included them uh, as part of the core campaign. This time around, there's, if you go look at <clears throat> even some of the statues, there's a decapitated Medusa's head statue, which might just mean that's a statue but it also might mean you come up against it and why i think you will actually get to come up against mythological beasts is at the end of one of the trailers they show um a, men, a minotaur yeah in the labyrinth so that might still end up being a dude wearing a helmet or whatever but i kind of hope it's not because and it seems like it won't be because they've got that whole bit about you know leonidas's broken spear which seems to have some sort of mystical abilities um, yeah. And really, that's just a narrative explanation for the expansion of um, stealth and melee and ranged combat options with something a little bit more OP. And if they're doing, like you said earlier, that they're putting more effort into the actual battles, I think that those more powerful abilities will become um, more of a focus there. And it looks like they've kind of taken some, some learnings from uh, For Honor as well when it comes to those. So, yeah, look, I'm was always going to be very excited about whatever came after origins because I thought origins was fantastic. I've probably put about 50 hours into it. It's a game that I still go back to every once in a while to keep doing the side missions. Cause I find that world so incredibly well realized. Um, and I'm still having fun with it. So yeah, definitely all about fucking Odyssey. Even though it's later this year, Joby, I'm still excited about it. Crazy. You're crazy. Um, yeah, I am excited about it. Um, yeah, I really hope the the Minotaur stuff. I hope it's like a full blown labyrinth. That's what I'd really like is a full blown labyrinth to fucking 
dig through to get lost in and shit. I think that'd be fucking sick. Yeah, if they actually lean into all of those um, Greek mythology stories and yeah. make those either side missions, even if they're side missions, you know, mm. you better fucking believe I'm going to play the shit out of those and be yeah. more interested in that than the main quest even um, because that stuff is, is fascinating. It's always fascinating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Let's go. What do we do next? Shit. Bethesda. PC gaming show. All right. <laughs> um, so first of all, Mavericks Proving Grounds, a thousand player battle royale. This, there's no way this game works, right? Straight up. Yeah, it's way too ambitious. Way too ambitious. It's insanity. Um, oh, it actually opened with a fucking this fucking satisfactory trailer that went fucking eight minutes and was the dullest shit I have ever seen. <laughs> it's like I appreciate that some people love their fucking Infinifactory games and like more power to you, but jeez, like I don't. You don't need four minutes to explain that it's a, a factory game. Everyone fucking gets it. Um, yeah, uh, there was a hunt trailer that I missed, um, but I wrote down that I was supposed to go back and watch it, and I never did. Was it it's, any just, good? it's just it's um, just like a patch, you know, like an update, next update. Oh, okay. Where they've added some new weapons and some abilities and uh, enemies, I think. Cool. Um, the Sinking City, which is one you brought up while we were still like checking out that uh, EA game, right? Um, yes. Uh, and it looks fucking freaky as balls. Uh, yeah, like some like it doesn't look anything like that fucking EA game, uh, which was what was that called? The Sea of Solitude. Um, like, I can see how you're reminded of it, but it doesn't, like... Yeah, they look like completely different fucking concepts. And, yeah, like, The Sinking City, to me, seems like this... I don't know, like, almost uh, Lovecraftian sort of uh, adventure. Uh, like, action-adventure game, which, I don't know, I'm fucking... I mean, for, provided it's not Dallas all adventure games shit, you know. Well, they're they're very openly describing it as an open world Lovecraftian detective story. Uh, it has yeah. no no handhold, so they want you to actually be a detective and go and talk to people, look at crime scenes and stuff like that, and from that, those clues and conversations determine what you should do next and where you should go next. There will be action, but um. um ammunition is supposed to be limited and there's apparently they're, they're playing around with something called a, a sanity mechanic um awesome. which i'm of two minds about because the guy didn't speak english as a first language so maybe it was me misinterpreting but either it seems like they're exploring it as a way of letting you know potentially when you're on the wrong track um so if you start going okay. crazy because you're encountering all these crazy things and you start having these visions it means probably you need to reappraise um or and or whether they're going to lean more into it as a way of like the deeper you get into these investigations and the more crazy shit you see, the more your dude starts to lose his mind. As soon as someone starts saying like sanity mechanic, I go back to thinking about that fear game. Um, that not fear. Fuck. Um, the thing game. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've had a crack at that yet. I ended up buying it as well, but have a not. 
installed. Whoops. Mm. Um, but yeah, that game had an awesome fear mechanic where you had to, like you found new people and there was kind of like this idea that you might be better off with strength in numbers, but because of the way the thing works, obviously one of those people might actually be the thing and yeah. you might find a sweet flamethrower, but the guy who's about to lose his fucking shit, who is actually a human, but he's so scared out of his mind that he's going to lose his mind because you've given him a knife. You know, if you give him the flamethrower, he might calm down significantly, but he also might be the thing, <laughs> which means you've wasted your flamethrower. So like <laughs> anything, any system that reminds me of that, because I think it was a great idea. I don't think its execution was um, perfect from memory right. but again yeah. it's another game system that i wish that someone would revisit or revisit in a meaningful way and yeah. um yeah because i think that that has a potential to create a lot of moment to moment tension as part of the core gameplay loop but anyways sinking city looks fucking awesome i think it does look awesome i'm well in um then there was man eater fucking shark game oh shark yeah. game from people who made depth um or from a dude who made depth i guess um but yeah you just play a shark and it's a rpg an action rpg open world action rpg where you're a fucking shark like just fucking just sign me the fuck up like holy shit how how have i ever how have i had to wait this long for the perfect fucking game it's insane it's insane jaws, jaws unleashed was released in 2006 Um, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> how dare you? No, I don't. How like dare it. you? Wasn't it trash? Uh, it wasn't great. Um, it was like it was actually pretty amusing for a little while, but yeah, it wasn't great. Um, this looks pretty good though, like pretty goofy, but fuck yeah, it does. Um, what else? I didn't note much else from this. I got Sable down, but only because it looks cool. Uh, did you see this one? This is the like, it sort of looked a bit like Journey, but with a little bit more focus. Oh yeah, Sable could go either way. It's um, yeah, open it world really exploration did. game. It's got a very iconic um, Studio Ghibli esque art style, but yep. it, yeah, it could be boring as fuck, or it could be yeah. one of those worlds that's just like keeps you wanting to explore more and more and more. If it's like Journey, fucking sign me up. But I, I didn't yeah. get that vibe from it. Um, what else did they have? They had Overkill's The Walking Dead. Uh, didn't which that look boring? It did look kind of boring, but uh, Overkill do, like, they are able to put together a compelling gameplay loop. So, uh, yeah, it might, it's definitely one I want to keep track of down the track, like, down the line. Oh, it's co-op, man. And zombies, I'll play the yeah. shit. But if yeah. it's going to be garbage, I won't play it for long. Yeah. Um, and the last one was Hitman 2. The last one I noted, anyway. Hitman 2, uh, which looks fucking epic. It was obviously announced a little bit before um, E3 uh, or revealed because it was, um, like, leaked. But, uh, fuck, I, I, I think it looks spectacular, to be honest. I think it looks fucking awesome. Um, the racing level map that they were showing off, Monaco or whatever the fuck it was, uh, Miami, rather, uh, it looks spectacular. Like, just apparently it's one of the biggest levels they've ever done or the biggest level they've ever done and the amount of options uh the amount of like just opportunities available 
uh, yeah, just it, spectacular. Like, uh, I'm surprised at uh, how far in they've gone uh, to this idea because I thought, you know, with them, with like Squeenix selling the license and shit, I thought it was going to be basically done. Like, if they were going to do another one, it was just sort of going to be and also ran. This looks crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm so in. Bring it on. Hitman games have always been that big regret for me because I love the idea and never have the patience to play them properly. Um, yeah. So I'm always waiting for that one to come along where I'll actually give it the time that it deserves. I still feel guilty about having not done that with the last Hitman game. Did you play much of that? Yeah, I did. It was awesome. It was awesome? Yeah. So maybe this... Hopefully... Yeah, I just want to throw um, Fisher people. Baby. I want to throw Fisher people. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, like it's just it's just full of like goofy shit, and I think it it's cool that they lean into it. Um, all right, that was the PC one. Uh, Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda opened yep. with Rage Two, and uh, actually it opened with like a fucking. Did it open with the Andrew WK thing, or was that after the Rage reveal? I, I think know. it was before. I can't remember. I was. It was. Everyone was giving like everyone was like on on Twitter. Everyone was like, "Oh, how are you not getting into this? You know, if I was there, I'd be fucking about it. But if you were there, you'd be jet lagged as fuck as well, and you'd be at a press conference where you're expecting one thing, and then suddenly you're at an Andrew WK concert and like, it's not on Andrew WK that people weren't fucking partying hard, but it's not on anyone in the crowd that they weren't also not partying hard. I can't imagine what the fucking reaction would be like. Every Seeing how, like, it's the year 2018 and motherfuckers are still all like, why are the press cheering when such and such happens? Aren't they supposed to be professionals? Well, first of all, it's never the press. There's marketing people. And, invariably, the press, ah, the public in a lot of these press conferences. But second of all, if um, they're not supposed to be cheering at this shit, then are they allowed to dance when Andrew WK does shit? I don't know. Where the fuck do you... Where do, where do you draw the line on that? Like, but Sort of mixed mixed messages there. A little bit. Um, yeah. I love Andrew WK. I think he's got fucking awesome songs. Uh, but I would not have been dancing if I was there. And I was not about their... Uh, their impromptu concert where Andrew WK yells you're gonna die you're gonna die or whatever it was and starts pointing uh, at people uh, oh god yeah it was, it was uh it was weird anyway uh then they launched straight into Rage 2 I think it looks sick like yeah I um I'm obviously extremely skeptical because Rage I think was a massive missed opportunity but uh it seems like they're they're heading down the right fucking path with Rage 2. Uh, it just seems like a really wide open arena for just goofy fucking action. And I can't wait to see how it plays out. So I'm in. I'm well in. It gave me a um, more of a Bulletstorm vibe than anything else. Definitely. Which is not a yeah. bad thing, like minus the combo multipliers. Like if it's got that, that idea of um, momentum and there's enough, mm. like... 
bigger bolder sort of weapons and abilities that you can mix together to to make it kind of like your own action sequence action movie sequence and yeah i think yeah. that there is definitely fun to be found and i like avalanche games so yeah yeah I, I'm Basically. interested. I, it looks better than the first one. It's not saying much, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a crack. A crack. Yeah. Um, nice. Uh, it's like, yeah, really pretty. I thought it was like, I thought the color palette they used just really amplified every single color and made it look really good. Um, what else? Don't care about Elder Scrolls Legends or Elder Scrolls Online. Doom Eternal. Um, like, I don't know. It's I didn't think much of this trailer. Um, I do think it. it I am actually excited for Doom Eternal. Um, mostly to see if they fixed uh, the problems I had with the original. Um, and there Ooh. weren't many. There weren't many. Um, there's de- but there's there was definitely stuff they could fix. And God awful multiplayer. Oh my lord! Yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah, you know, there's opportunities, right? So I think Doom Eternal and like the fucking this idea that like hell has come to Earth, it's it seems really well realized to me. So I don't know. I mean, I'm fucking well in. Although yeah, it was it just seemed a little premature. There's like no release window. There's yeah, we just know that there is another Doom game coming, right? They wanted to tease it, and they said yeah. there's more at QuakeCon, so yeah, they yeah. used that a full, full temp- reveal, right? No. Yeah, tentpole, whatever's happening at QuakeCon, which is good because this year's QuakeCon is actually shaping up to to look interesting. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of what well, some of the games we're about to touch on, but they'll have like um, they'll have Doom there, they'll have Fallout uh, seventy six. What else do they have? Uh, they'll have praise multiplayer. You would hope. Hopefully, that'd be awesome. Wolfenstein Youngblood, and maybe oh, yeah. the yeah. Prey, if that's not out, as well as the Wolfenstein one. So, mm. and maybe a bit of Elder Scrolls Blades. Ah, uh, yeah, possibly. Well, yeah, they they're gonna have Quake Champions there, obviously, but uh, Prey. So Moon Crash is out already. We've got the DLC. I didn't have a chance to play it. I do. I really do want to play it. Did you get a chance? I played the first two minutes and realized it was not going to be one of those games that I could just play for a few minutes, so I stopped. Drop in, drop out. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, more more than that, they they revealed that they've got plans for a fucking multiplayer prey uh, mode, and it's prop hunt or suicide survival. And uh, I'm so fucking in. So basically, the idea is uh, one person is a um, is a mimic, and everyone else is not. And slowly, the uh, the tables turn. Right? I I don't know. I thought it was the other way around. Oh, that one person is a human, but and your they way slowly have to hunt out all the mimics. Makes more sense. But like, either way, That's... I actually hope they do both because. The one human versus five mimics will be fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, the infection mode idea will still be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of potential there. I'm fucking so in. And obviously I love Prey, so. 
Bring me more prey. Um, then Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, I actually thought this looked pretty cool. Um, it's still on my shame list to go back and play Wolf 2. Um, now, like, now that I know it actually has depth to it. It isn't just a, you know, um, corridor shooter. And uh, this one, yeah, you, the two twin sister, uh, sister, like, sorry, daughters of of BJ, and uh, yeah, it looks fucking cool. Is it? And it's got co-op. Come so on, fucking sum me up, baby. Do it. We're gonna play that shit together, no? There we are. Um, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, what else do they have? Skyrim special, very special edition. I think it was called, or Alexa edition, or whatever the fuck it was. This is a real thing. Did you know that? You know, while I was watching it, I'm like, this is a piss take. But that could also be a real thing. Because it's yeah. like the old pen and paper RPG idea, right? Exactly. And, um, yeah. Apparently they did it. It's on Alexa. I don't have Alexa, so not much good to me. Nor. But, um, it's cool. It's cool that they did it. Um, what else? Uh, Elder Scrolls Blades, you've mentioned it a couple of times now, but uh, it's it's a first-person um, sort of... It's it's very much a roguelike to me. Like, uh, it feels very much like a roguelike uh, in it, like those old-school roguelikes, or maybe even those gold box D&D RPGs where, you know, you move forward one bit, like a step... And something else happens, like the turn base sort of thing, but it doesn't look like that's necessarily what's what combat's going to be like. It looks like combat might be, um, if not real time, like more action based than just a swipe once, swipe twice type thing. You know, uh, it looks it looks really really pretty. Um, I don't think like it's. Got, it's VR enabled, but I don't think I'll play it on VR or whatever. I think if I'm playing it, I'll play it on mobile. Yeah, that's what it seems like they've put more effort into, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the idea. Um, but, yeah, you can't, like, it was, it was weird for them to announce this and, and you can't play it right away, I thought. Um, and then there was, obviously the big one was Fallout 76. And this one is a pretty huge deal. It's basically DayZ, but in Fallouts, and I have huge concerns about how they're going to execute this. Because I think if you're going to make DayZ, it needs to be done a very specific way. And, uh, and I don't know if some of the things they were talking about don't make me feel like they know what the correct way is and it reminds me of that fucking what i was saying about sea of thieves uh the other week is like when it, we saw that polygon story uh where they were where the sea of thieves dudes were like well we saw a, a daisy video uh, called was you? the gentleman bandit yeah um like if if they had listened to the gap, and obviously they're not going to listen to the gap, but if they'd listened to the gap, or if they got someone who understood the ins and outs, right, then they would know why, how, and why 
Sea of Thieves didn't really get to that. You you could never do the Gentleman Bandit in Sea of Thieves. There is the general like the best you could hope for in Sea of Thieves is sharing some loot once you've finished your Skull Island, basically. And like you're never gonna have that interaction where you trade someone's life for their best item because nobody values their life that way. And I worry that some of the things they were saying about Fallout 76, I worry that they like nobody will value their life. And so ultimately there won't you won't have that opportunity for the same interaction. Because the social interaction in survival games is directly born of people wanting to like your life it just represents time right invested time and so people won't want to trade that investment they'll they'll happily take a punt they'll risk that investment to see if they can get what you've got if they don't value the investment enough the reason it works in daisy is because the risk right uh outweighs like the so the the idea is that you give up a bit uh in day z and you get away with your life because you are on your way somewhere you're going to go meet up with friends you're you've got friends coming in and maybe you're stalling or um you can always like if if they don't take in too much you can always make it make up for it you know like if you didn't have anything to begin with then it's not that great a loss but at least you don't have to start from scratch you've still got your backpack you're still not immediately dehydrated stuff like that right and the reason you wouldn't kill someone immediately in day z is because there is a chance you'll ruin whatever it is whatever the fuck it is they have that you're trying to steal off them uh if you shoot them because anything that like the area they get shot in is damaged and so if they've got the can opener in their jacket pocket and you shoot them in the chest you might damage the can opener and it will be worthless it won't be any good to you you'll have wasted your time and you'll kill them for nothing yeah. and obviously some people kill for no reason right it's not saying that you know nobody kills anyone for no reason or whatever but yeah there is like there's an appeal in there to get what you can out of someone and leave them with what they've got. And but there's, there's like no, everyone walks away. There's no reason to pause in Sea of Thieves. And the fact that yeah. you die respawn means that death means nothing. And the fact that if you shoot someone who's carrying something doesn't damage what they're carrying, it means nothing. So Yeah, exactly. I liked that video. It's basically like them saying, you yeah, were here to talk about Sea of Thieves. Have you seen Die Hard? God, I love that movie. Anyway, Sea of Thieves. <laughs> it's like, okay, you they're not related items because yeah. there is no evidence of Die Hard in Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Just yeah. like there is no evidence of the social interactions portrayed in whomever that dastardly gentleman was in, <laughs> in Sea of Thieves. And it's yeah. actually more disturbing that they've cited that as an inspiration because they didn't mm. do anything with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that... that sort of thing makes me worry about fallout 76 as well because i worry that they like they were saying it's more soft core survival 
you know, other games are more hardcore survival. This one's more softcore survival. But if you take away the value of the life, then you are inherently uh, damaging your ability to make people like to to implement those social interactions because there's no reason, right? To if, if you're just gonna fucking respawn with your shit again, then fucking everyone dies. Kill on sight all day, baby. Like fuck it. There's no reason not to. Yeah, which is what we do in Sea of Thieves. Or did. Yeah, exactly. Because there was yeah. no punishment for doing it. And there yeah. was no, you know, incentivization for us to do it like slightly differently to hold them up instead of killing them, because it was literally more efficient to sink the fuck out of them so they couldn't respawn on their boat, wait for their treasure to pop up, put it on our boat, fuck off. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, still, I want to find out how they're doing it. I desperately want to find it. I, I really want to play this game. Um, like, I love Fallout. I love it as a series. Uh, I've loved every single Fallout game. Uh, I even, like, Fallout 3, I, I love that. Uh, it was one of the first preview sessions I ever went to as a game journal. I have an attachment to it as results. Um, but even beyond that, I, you know, I always loved Fallout before that. I play the fuck out of Fallout 2. I even play Fallout Tactics. Uh, like, I'm in, man. I'm in. So, yeah. I want to see how they do it because I, I want it to be fucking awesome. I want to believe. What about you? What do you think? I know you're not really in on survival games all that much, so... No, I like... Um, I really liked Fallout 3. I really liked the idea of Fallout New Vegas, but it was too buggy to be yeah. sustainable. I was really disappointed by Fallout 4. Um, <clears throat> so I'm looking for that Fallout experience again. I love co-op, you know me. And if I can work together with someone or work together with someone to grief other people if i can nuke someone's beautifully built settlement oh my god <laughs> how does that work yeah I'm, I'm definitely interested to play it um i just yeah i don't know how it's how it's gonna turn out to be i hope it's good i do hope it's good i'm curious to, to definitely curious to play it though yeah um yeah we're gonna we're definitely gonna have to play it uh and see how it shakes out uh, and then they wrap things up with two teasers that I believe uh, personally are far too early. Um, Starfield, which um, will be some sort of space exploration game. I guess. Um, Skyrim in space, isn't that? Yeah, I suppose. Yep. And then uh, the Elder, Elder Scrolls Six. Um, no no which... subtitle. <laughs> no, not, well, not yet. No, but that's how far right. into development it is, you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, that's right. what my mind tells me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Like, the Old Scrolls Six to me, feels like it's not even this generation. Um, yeah, well, they said like, after Starfield, there's nothing to show for Starfield beyond a teaser. This is, yeah, six, six years, five, six years away? Yeah. Yeah. This is some, yeah, way out shit, so... Um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get much out of these reveals because I they're not. There's nothing tangible to me. You know. Yeah, I get. Look, on one hand, I get why publishers acknowledge, especially with Starfield, which has been rumored for so long. Um, totally. 
also Elder Scrolls. I get why they acknowledge it, but in the same breath, E3 is very much about, like, and when is it coming at the end of yep. anything that is remotely exciting. So yeah. it kind of just felt like like you were just confirming shit that nobody was doubting existed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody... Like, if you'd revealed Elder Scrolls Six next year with a little bit of substance, I don't think anyone would be surprised, you know? Like... It, would, it wouldn't be like, well, why didn't you say this last year or something like that? Why didn't you show a fucking screenshot of a mountain? Zoom in on a like, screenshot of a mountain. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. like this current trend of Tester Game Studios to announce their game six months before it's coming yeah. out. I do. I really like that. It obviously worked well enough with Fallout 4 for them to do it again, and I kind of hope they do more of that. Yeah, me too. Less of the gimmick of it's out right now, because that has started to become gimmick um and also it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense when most of the world's you know gaming people whether they be media or influencers or whatever you want to call them are over at e3 at the time so nobody's going to really be playing it or talking about it. i guess people at home can go buy it but for people who actually want to hear what something's like first before they invest in it um yeah it's, it's fine for like for dlc or something like that all about it but like yeah full game yeah no but a game coming out Six months after it's been announced? Cool. Fuck yeah. Let's do that. Um, and PlayStation? Let's do the PlayStation one. This is a fucking crazy long podcast. Classic Nate. <laughs> um, so the PlayStation fucking... Oh my God, man. It started out... They should not have done it like they did. Starting out with a banjo fucking thing. And I know they're trying to set a mood or whatever the fuck, but... I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I've been up since 6am. I don't fucking care. Um, so, inevitably, after they finished with that bullshit, they showed The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, this was actually a pretty fucking epic demo, I thought. Um like even beyond Ellie kissing a girl uh, um, a lot of people seem to like were really fucking about that which I think is cool um, but I thought they showed like some fucking spectacular animations um, like the animations in the combat are just out of control the way people move is just crazy one thing i noted was that um naughty dogs terrible shooting still appears to be a thing uh even in this demo it looks like uncharted shooting which i'm not really good about but uh, yeah, they really it's... haven't cracked it have they they should ask for help it's just on that front they desperately need help on that front yeah um but apart from that yeah the rest of the like the animations the action look fucking like awesome and it's like crazy brutal obviously but like just they do such a good job of like delivering that representation of that up close and personal violence and yeah visceral sick visceral what? i was trying to deliberately avoid that word because oh, they <laughs> sad face. uh what i liked about uh, the kiss was that like mm. it kind of set up this theme of um of like oh okay so there's an intimate moment and this is intimacy and then they cut straight to her like like 
there's no better way to say it, and I apologize to everyone for this, but Al-Qaeda-style hacking someone's throat. <laughs> um, and that is a very intimate way to kill someone. Like, you know, I think the Joker yeah. talked about that in, in The Dark Knight. And so I was like, the whole theme of this then now becomes about intimacy, whether it's romantic intimacy or the intimacy of this violence. Um, and I think it was like, because it was a bit lagging at the beginning for me. It was a bit flat. And I I don't like when they... No, 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 no. You talk again. I'm going to go to the bathroom again. All right. So <clears throat> I don't like um, at E3 when they show off massive chunks of story. And I, I was really worried at the beginning when they were showing this, this sequence with this dance and whatever was going on um, at this camp that they were they were going to give away a big part of the story that when you eventually get to play the game, whether that's at the beginning or middle end or whatever, is um, something that might be better experienced as part of the fuller picture. I prefer a cinematic trailer teaser sort of thing to cut between little moments to paint a picture of what you might expect, expect tonally or from new characters in terms of the narrative um, arc and whatnot. But <clears throat> I really don't like when they focus on massive story sections and that was obviously a cinematic it wasn't gameplay but um eventually when it cuts to that fucking brutal moment um you're just like holy shit this is way way more confronted because the the violence in the last of us was already quite in your face it was already quite brutal and and frantic um but yeah. this they've they've used fidelity in a way that i think will make you almost like squeamish players especially not want to do certain takedowns not want to kill people in certain ways which i find very interesting i mean i'll i'll be all about that because i'm a sick fuck but um <laughs> but yeah like instead of using um fidelity uh, as a form of like torture porn it's like this idea of like making it grounding it in a way that says this is your hero <laughs> watch her cut this guy's throat this is yeah. who you're controlling. This is who you're championing. This is who this once innocent person has become. Like I found that really quite impactful. And then I really appreciated like the entire gameplay sequence after that. Um, I I would love to to play that because I I don't. It's really hard to tell whether they were cheating in parts or whether there's sort of like they've gone even more cinematic in that you can do certain things and it will intuitively. It's almost like it has an AI as part of the camera because there's that bit yeah. where she's running away from the dude shooting arrows at her and she like grabs a dude and spins him around and the camera spins with her to yeah. show the arrow coming in and hitting was that a little scripted moment part of a cutscene, or is that like can we expect that idea of like an intelligent camera that will make it mm. feel like you're actually in an action movie in these little select moments but it's actually still live gameplay and will that if that is gameplay, will that get in the way? Will that become an inhibitor to be able to say, well, actually, I was trying to look where I was going. I was actually scanning ahead. <laughs> Fuck. Because yeah. um, it has the potential to be incredibly, amazingly immersive, jaw-dropping. And also, add replayability to sections. So if you failed that section and you redo it, you might redo it differently and be rewarded with other little cinematic moments of takedowns. But, man, sign me up. I love, love the first one, despite how they... You know, handled the AI companion as invisible <laughs> to yeah, enemy AI. Yeah. When as soon as you saw that, it was such an immersion destroyer. But it was such was the power of the game on the whole that it, it 
didn't didn't drag it too far down for me. But yep. um, definitely a game that I'm keen to revisit. First one, um, yep. especially before playing the second one, and and it didn't even. Matter. I never played the DLC, so oh, the DLC I'm definitely was shit. Um, oh. Oh, was it? Okay. <laughs> DLC is more walking simulator than oh, most okay. walking simulator. Look, it's, it's it's if you're a fan of like the, in terms of the character stuff, it's interesting. Like the story stuff is good. The little backstory for Ali is good. Um, yeah. But the problem is, without giving too much away, that it's a prequel, and if you were paying attention to what happens in the main game, you already know how it plays out. So, right. Kind of the bigger dramatic beats towards the end are muted by the fact that you already know how they play out. Um, so that's a bit of a missed opportunity. But yeah, there's a lot of walking and not a lot of combat. So it really is just almost like a DLC that's for the fans that want more story and want less of what actually made The Last of Us 2 oh, original great for me, which was that combination of fascinating, rich, three-dimensional characters, compelling storytelling, yeah. and like great gameplay for the most part. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, still not released that, eh? No, I don't think I saw one. Let me Google it while you while you rant. Okay. Well, um, like, yeah, I, I, there wasn't like a much I can I can say more than what you said. I mean, uh, I, I love what you said about the the juxtaposition between the intimacy of the kiss and the, the violence. Uh, that is such a good way to put it because, yeah, it is like initially it's it's more jarring because of it but i thought it was like um yes yeah, spectacularly realized and yeah i'm super fucking pumped and i was surprised they didn't do anything with joel at all like there was no joel um he just wasn't a factor in it i thought that was really interesting it's kind of um, scary isn't it apparently i was just reading when i was looking for a release date that apparently ali yeah. is the only playable character so right okay. now, now i'm scared for joel <laughs> poor joel Poor murder dad. Um, the second game they did was Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, they opened this one with a fucking dude playing a flute, and it was fucking terrible. And I hated it. And Aqualon! I should not do this. <laughs> um, but the game looked fucking pretty cool. I did have some concerns about the combat in particular, because... Uh, like he, like you'd see the, it's, it's a samurai game type thing. And, you know, you're rolling around doing samurai things. Uh, Mongolians are attacking Japan. It's based off here history. Apparently, uh, it's an open-ish RPG. Um, but it seemed like there were moments when like the main character, sorry, I got hiccups now. When the main character was able to do, um, like a, a one-shot samurai kill, sword kill. And there are other moments where he had to do like regular slashy, slashy, slashy combat. And I'm not really a fan of that. I would prefer it if they decided one way or the other. Like if he is this badass samurai, just to have him fucking slash three cuts. Like fucking do it to it. Like fucking bang. I'm okay if like boss fights take more. Although I'd still be about it if boss fights were one shots and if you died then you fucking died uh but yeah like if uh, you decide you gotta decide if it's one hit kills do it all the fucking way and if it's people take slashes and shit like a regular fucking swordy game then fucking do that instead Just, i don't think they should be blending one way or the other 
Um, apart from that, it's like utterly gorgeous. It is like one of the best looking games I've seen. And this is, I had to watch it on fucking, I had to go back and watch it again because uh, the PlayStation stream was fucking up hardcore. And uh, so I was watching on like GameSpot's 720p fucking shit stream. And uh, yeah, it, I had to go back and see it again because it looked fucking so good. I knew it would look even better in fucking 1080p, and it really did. God damn it. See, that I that was the one that I didn't go back and watch, because it's interesting you mentioned... I didn't see the moments where he had to do multi-slashes, and I was like, loved the idea that it was going to be this proper idea of samurai combat, where it's like maybe one block, then a stomach slash, and you're fucking dead. And I hope that yep. that applies to the... The, the you know the main character too um so yeah you're right if they did do that switching between the two i really hope that they they go down on the lethality side because yep. i think that's like what i want i mean there's so many other games out there where i can slash some dickhead multiple times um yeah that's been done to death do the or at least add a difficulty mode where it is that level of yeah, precision yeah yeah absolutely i mean that's that's the only fucking mode I'll play. I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, um, I did like how he was like just straight up executing motherfuckers, and um, I think he did the. I, I distinctly remember him doing like the sword cleaning. I can't remember if he wiped it on his leg or if he did it in his fucking elbow, like the fucking samurai movies. But like either way, it was fucking gangster as fuck. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm well about a fucking hardcore samurai movie. Um, yeah. The only other thing I was going to say is that the end fight reminded me so much of Metal Gear Solid 3's uh, end boss fight where you fight the boss in a field of flowers. Um, and yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. I can't wait. I'm very excited for it. Uh, I know Luke got to see it so we'll find out more about it no release date outside of 2019 that's what I was looking for damn it god damn it uh is that Ghost of Tsushima or yeah. Last of Us oh sorry Ghost oh, of Tsushima Last of Us doesn't even seem to have a release date so I wouldn't even be surprised if that's 2020 oh, hell that's bananas um well they have next Control um I missed this I oh, really? was going to the bathroom and it was very short and I evidently did not go back and watch it. So, <laughs> well, it's the um, next um, remedy game, right? Which, yeah. So it's supposed to be quantum breakish. It looked like it had a little bit of quantum break. It looks like it's leaning way more into the, the weird sci-fi stuff. There was moments where the main character, she was flying and, and she like that, not in a way that like a Superman or a, a Neo kind of way, but more like the gravity, had changed to the point or maybe she was controlling the gravity to the point where she could do that it seemed more like if anything the powers were controlling gravity stuff rather than controlling time her gun was like potentially semi-organic like it was looked like it was breathing it was changing as she was holding yeah. it um i love fucking remedy games and in saying that i feel yeah. so bad that i never finished quantum break but i will but the problem with quantum break is because it's got those literally half hour tv episodes at the end of gameplay sections that you don't know when they're going to happen you can't play it in like bursts like you basically like okay, right yeah i'm gonna keep going and then, oh shit i was gonna stop there but 
that seems like where I should stop, but now there's a half hour fucking television episode I've got to watch. Um, and I feel bummed that I never finish it because I'm a massive Remedy fanboy. Um, apologist even, because I really liked Alan Wake's American Nightmare. Admittedly, <laughs> mostly for that fucking horde mode, which was yeah. insane. And now I, I have a hankering to play it again. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, like this game was more of a tease than anything. Um, it's red. It's remedy. It's not only PS4 exclusive. Thank fuck. It's um, multi-platform. They just got to show it off. So uh, very, very excited to see whatever the fuck it is. But you know, it'll inevitably be delayed up the wazoo as all remedy yeah. cats are. So don't yeah. hold your breath. Yep. Um, then we had Resident Evil 2 remake. I didn't really care. I will. Oh, I've never played Resident Evil before Resident Evil 5, so I'm keen to to play this as the first version of an earlier Resi game, but I'm not really expecting that much from it because unless they've changed the gameplay, it's not really going to be that great, right? Uh, yeah. What? Unless they've changed it from what Resident Evil 2 was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's obviously yeah. got a, definitely at least got a new lick of paint. But I would hope yeah. that they've also gone back and, you know, tweaked the gameplay systems to modernize that a bit as well. There was one, like, particular hallway in the cop shop that was a fucking nightmare uh, in the original because of the camera situation. So hopefully, at the very least, they fixed that. Yeah, fixed cameras, man. Hopefully, that's the fucking worst. For starters, um, then there was Death Stranding. I don't know, man. I'm a... Kojima apologist for fucking for days, but I've got no idea what to make of this. Uh, yeah, it, I don't know. It sure is something that continues to exist, and I continue to know literally nothing about. It. He walks a lot. Um, that's it. That's all I know. I don't know. I got nothing. Any yeah. ideas? Uh, no, it looks shit. <laughs> like yeah. it looks like. I'm wacky for the sake of being wacky and also I'm a walking simulator. Um, for for something that was that dedicated so much time, because the other two were like kind of like more teasers, right? Um, yeah. They dedicated a lot of time to this and assumedly that was gameplay mixed with cutscenes. Um, mm. It didn't answer any questions about what the fuck that game is about. So I continue to go, what was the point of showing that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it might turn out to be amazing, whatever, but, yeah, definitely need to see more and know more about what the gameplay is. Like, that's what I care about more than anything at this stage, rather than yep. anything about the story or whatever. Like, I'll, I'll happily deep dive into weirdness, but I need to know that it's not just a walking simulator, because that seemed to be the most of that gameplay, right? The more exciting bit where they were being stalked by the invisible creature looked like a fucking cutscene. Uh, yeah, it did, yeah. So, no uh, control over that, so it's everything outside of that was walking yep yeah I don't know I don't know fuck okay uh, Neo 2 you didn't play Neo did you you don't like Souls games nope so. never played it um, I thought it was very interesting that they would show Neo 2 and not Bloodborne 2 considering that's what everyone is expecting um, I liked Neo uh I will definitely play Neo 2, but this didn't really get me very hyped. It was like just a a very short reveal, like a teaser trailer. So there wasn't a lot to it. And I need to, I think I need to see more than what I was showing before I can be at all 
pumped. Um, Spider Man. I was, I was, I I'm was about it. Mixed oh, on really? this. It looks like yeah. Arkham, but with like a superhero. It looked, it looked awesome every time he was on the ground fighting. And it looked awful every time he was like zipping around because it just looked like he was there were button prompts and he he was just tapping button prompts to zip around this fucking place. I hope it's um, not that. I hope it's more like uh, Titanfall, you know, with that idea of free running, the wall running, yeah. a momentum based system. Uh, yeah, That'd you might be right. Awesome. Like, dude, if it's quick time events, then you're three hundred percent right. That'll be fucking garbage that'll make those sections feel gimmicky as shit but if that's actually yeah. like titanfall style skill-based momentum fuck yeah i'm about it yeah that 100 totally true um yeah it just yeah it didn't i don't know it wasn't in my my gut was making me feel yeah about it but um yeah i, I loved it when he was on the ground he was it, the combat looked fucking awesome um like a real good sense of weight about the characters there so it, it'd be weird if they weren't able to transfer momentum into the actual like spidey movement around the place because it does seem like they've got a decent grasp on movement like momentum when he's fighting and shit so yeah um and just like september 7 man well compared to the arkham games because like it's i think that's been the easiest comparison to date especially whenever they go into either the fisticuffs or the stalking you know bad guys mm. sections i just like the idea like the na very natural ex extension of um those systems into the spider-man universe where you have all these options to like grab shit like fucking grab a shield off someone use that to beat people up and you know pull down some shelves onto someone like i'm hoping that that's really kind of intuitive and not super invasive on the ui and gimmicky and like something that you can actually make a meaningful combo because that was always the thing the personal challenge in the arkham games was not just can i keep my combo going but can i keep my combo fresh and exciting and how many different like things can i weave into this sequence so i actually feel like i'm fucking batman whereas you know with with spider-man because he can do a lot more because he's got the superpowers so yeah um, I'm hoping that there's all of these, like they become like mini sandboxes whenever you stalk yeah. these dudes. So you, the fact that you get spotted and they get alarmed doesn't make you go, oh shit, I want to redo that stealthily. Like you just roll with it and, you know, you fucking sticking them to the roof, you're jumping up, you're doing these crazy juggling combo specials. And I hope that they kind of react to that as well. Like that they, if there's a dude there with a gun watching you juggle his mate, that he doesn't just stand and wait for you to come back down to earth before he attacks you. Like he might shoot at you. There's some risk reward to it. I think it has potential. I think it was, you know, quite controlled, obviously what they showed off. But um, if I, I have faith in Insomniac and if they actually lean into giving the player more control instead of less in those scenarios, I actually think as someone who's not very much of a Spider-Man fan, um, <laughs> that I'll actually really look forward to this game. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean that sums me up as well, man. Um, I like. I know Luke is obsessed and has been has gotten his hands on it, uh, but I, I want to like grill him on it when he gets back. But he's so, a family uh, as well, right? So he has he is, a so, interest in it that we don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's true. So, but I think that's a that's a perspective that I I don't think we can have, you know, like 
being that we're sort of cynical about it, uh, it will be interesting. I don't know. And it will be fun to rip him up if it turns out that he let his fanboy glasses tint everything he's seen. Of course. But I mean, all the fans who own PS4s are automatically buying this game. Like, they're not, of course. They're not the sales that, you know, Sony and Insomniac are worried about. They, they want us. You know, they want the cynics. Um, they want the Arkham fans to look at this and go, this looks like a different take on, on Arkham and I want more of that gameplay so I'm going to play Spider-Man for that. So I think that's quite clever how they've positioned it in that sense. Yeah, true. True, true, true. Um, what Was there anything else? PlayStation? There De- was... Deracine from, from... That was it, right? There was Square Enix, but I just had a look at what they had. And the only one that we haven't touched on outside of JRPGs that I don't know anything about, so yeah. not interested, was the, the Quiet Man. Did you see the trailer for this? Uh, <laughs> I didn't get anything out of it. What the it fuck was, was so this? awkward. Why did it go from live action to... It was very, very weird. The acting was so fucking bad as well. Yep. Like, And then the fact that it went from live action to animations that were actually bad... Yeah, it wasn't a seamless cut at all. It was like, oh well, that's uh, that's gameplay. The graphics weren't good enough for you to go. What am I looking at? Is that live action or is that gameplay? It was just like, why did you do that? And also, what is that game? Not in the way that it's like, what is that game? Tell me more. It's like, what is that game? I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> yeah. What? 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 Why? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with this? Why would you do this to us? Um, no, there was one other game uh, announced during Nintendo, I think. Um, Overcooked 2. Oh, right, sorry, we forgot about Nintendo. <laughs> no, that's the only game in Nintendo that I gave a fuck about. Uh, August 7, it's out. That's all that matters. So, game of the year, uh, 2018, Overcooked 2. Um, forget it's, about it. It's, it's a very fun party game. So, yeah, I think that was the it's thing I was most excited about. That um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate reveal was so typical Nintendo, right? Like, we are only talking to Nintendo fans. Yeah. So we want you to know that this new character's up combo special, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I mean, fair enough. If that's who you want to talk to, and I guess they dedicated 25 minutes to it. Um, I'm yeah. not a Smash fan. I'm not a Smash fan because I hate Smash. I'm not a Smash fan because I didn't have an N64, so I never got on to that that yeah. phrase. But uh, look, I'm I'm very open to the idea of getting into this one, but uh, that didn't do a good job of selling it to me. And then I went and watched the fucking Freehouse things afterwards, and oh god, <laughs> I got I got so much more. I, I, I didn't get up at 2 for the fucking Nintendo reveal, uh, but I did. I skipped through it, and I could not believe that it went on as long as it did. And every time I'd skip to a new part, I'm like, are they fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> I, I sat through that, and I made all these notes, and I'm like, I'm not going to use any of those. Why did I... Oh, my Lord. Why did I write that down? What was more concerning, I guess, was that... And correct me if I'm wrong... Uh, there was nothing that Nintendo had to announce that was new. Um, no, I think you're correct. They'd already super- like, oh, except for Overcooked, which isn't theirs, so they can't really. Yeah, which isn't theirs. Yeah, and it's not exclusive. Um, so yeah, there, there wasn't. Um, no, so their biggest coup was that the players of Starlink Battle for Atlas. Oh, Super Mario Party. Oh right. Okay. Yes. 
that that does look care. fun, but like it, it's not it's not the same league. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. It's not like uh, here's a new Star Fox game. Here's a new here's Metroid Four. What the fuck? They announced Metroid Four last year. I know, right? And they didn't what even the have fuck? a fucking a trailer because last year it was Nothing. just the the logo flying yeah. from space or some shit, wasn't it? So it was quite a weak offering, and and again a very like this is for the fans, you know, which I guess to a certain extent yeah. they all are, but there's also like, I like seeing it, like the Microsoft conference for me was mostly fantastic because it was like, here is something for everyone. Like yeah. you can watch this or you could go look at a replay or a video wrap up, I should say, and be like, not interested, not interested. Oh, okay. That, oh no, that's a shooter. Oh, okay. That's a racing game. Oh, like you, there was literally something for everyone. There was Nintendo was just like, here are some weird zany JRPGs. Here are a bunch of third-party games, <laughs> and we don't have anything new to announce. You're like, okay, you're very much focused on 2018, aren't you? Fair enough. Yeah. Which I guess makes yeah. next year exciting for them because all of the games, literally all of the games they've talked about, will be out by then. <laughs> but does yeah. that mean they like because they have their weird little Nintendo directs every few months? I feel. Yeah. So yeah, they, they do. kind of give up. So they've, I guess they've created a culture around. Um, announcing and things there and show like I got more. That's true. Um, I got more Pokemon information out of <laughs> the fucking announcement thing that they had a while back, rather than oh yeah E3, which was way too focused on very specific things and people making shit sound exciting that's not for shame. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, I absorbed more out of um the fucking Invitational competition they had for smash than i did out of the fucking skipping through the fucking 20 i'm sure if i no i just would have gotten bored i just would have fucking tuned out you know was that for ultimate but, yeah oh right i thought that they were just going to play an older version because i guess if it's an invitational and the people haven't had access to it maybe they got a bit of access beforehand it would be maybe a weird like imagine that like imagine all right rainbow six siege 2 is coming out which you're not going to do um Nobody's played it, but we've invited pros of the old games to do an exhibition match for you. Here you go, guys. Here's your first time playing it. You'd just be like, yeah. what? Like, it's just bizarre. An invitational for a game that is not out in any form. Hmm. Yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> Classic. Um, I think that was it. So, uh, yeah, overall um oh we didn't talk about what do you think of the playstation thing overall conference overall oh it was it was uh, very average they took it was yeah disappointing back um did, did they have anything new to announce they well not technically because control's not theirs and this is the plat uh, the yeah the platform that's dominating um the yeah. console space and it just sort of almost feels like they let microsoft have a win like they weren't yeah. like exciting to watch microsoft because you're like holy fuck look at all of the shit microsoft had to talk about i wonder what sony's going to come up with this year and they basically admitted defeat defeat out of the gate like oh what yep. was that line that you said the the sassy line from um, um oh we're not going to bombard you with a whole bunch of games which is what they've done in the past which is a really good yeah. for them to say um, yeah exactly the, and the, yeah. that whole like we're changing venues that created filler 
in the middle, not just for people who are there, but for people watching a stream. And you're like, you are just wasting everyone's fucking time. And nobody yeah. has come. I don't care how good whatever his mate is, is at playing guitar. And he is. The soundtrack for The Last yeah. of Us spectacular. Nobody came yeah. to see that. Fucking keep no. that like an intimate fan event or a launch or something. We want to see the fucking games. We've come to see the fucking games. And nobody came to see fucking Ron Burgundy playing flute <laughs> either before a game that doesn't have a following yet. Like it's a new IP. Um, and I thought they were going to move the venues like two more times or something. I was like, oh, this is fucking bad. So then it became like, why did you even move venues once? And why didn't you show off Days Gone? Like, there was just weird, weird. And why did you not show off Dreams and use it as this joke yeah. fucking filler thing? It just yeah. felt weird, man. Like, like almost like they've hit a point where they're like, we don't need to compete. We're so far ahead. We'll slow down. And it's the year that Microsoft has gone right. It reeks, you know, conspiracy, Nate. Mm. It reeks of like, <laughs> these people all have spies in each other's camps. Right. You know? And it's like... Yeah. Hey, 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 we're hearing that Sony's going to, you know, fucking go low-key this year. So Microsoft's going to, like, step it up. And then, like, oh, what's happening to Microsoft? Oh, they're going bombastic, man. They're fucking, they're going for quantity. Um, there's some yeah. quality in there, but they're really going for, like, the number, like, 50 games revealed or this amount of world premieres, blah, 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 blah. And Sony's like, well, we don't have that many. We're not ready to show off. All right, we won't compete on that. We'll go for the intimate angle, you know. <laughs> and it's yeah. just... I think on the whole, yeah, it was all better because it was just more of a focus on games. But whenever they veered away from that, whenever they tried to be funny, Bethesda, yeah. whenever they tried to be like, let's have an experiential thing, Sony, it just yeah. was like, read the room, man. Nobody gives a fuck about this. And I hope that they take that feedback on next year and don't do it. Because I can't imagine that anybody was happy with that, especially people who I think that's why, that's why Devolver works. Yeah. Because it's not taking up anyone's time you know like it is it's a pre-recorded dealio uh it's not like you have to stand there and, and like laugh along or whatever the fuck pause for applause or whatever the fuck it's <laughs> it's there like they put together their fucking 15 minute fucking thing they pump out they prop up three games and that's it fucking you might you, you get a giggle cool if you don't don't come back next year it's it's happening again um, yeah. yeah and you don't yeah. feel that you need to watch it live either um, yeah. whereas the other ones you're like oh I need, I need to hear this as it's happening and then yeah. to, to spend it what was it 90 minutes or closer to 2 hours with Sony some of these were like closer to 2 hours and to get to the end of it and go that was fucking it like, yeah. like that Bethesda conference could have been a tight hour but mm -hmm. it was fucking meandering from start to finish and you just like did the cost of including all of that extra stuff like have a benefit that is actually worthwhile? Yeah. Um, and, you know, to a certain extent, do things your own way, I guess. But I don't feel like there was much laughter or applause. <laughs> I don't think it was well-received on the yeah. stream. It was awkward. So, yeah, man, I hope they course correct next year because, like, they had some good games to talk about. Like, that, that is really the star. Whereas Devolver's like, we have three games that nobody's really heard about they're not going to sell billions of copies let's take the piss <laughs> let's be irreverent yeah yeah and they're probably going to sell more games more copies of those games because they made a spectacle out of their short but sweet conference 
and those those games will get more eyeballs than they ever would have because of that than yeah. these other people who are like hey we're going to talk to you for 10 minutes we're going to put a band on no just fucking mm. get to the game man we want to see the game like you sell us games you're not entertainers outside of the games you're entertainers in game worlds play these strength stick to your lane motherfuckers um okay cool well that's our three and a half hour podcast thanks for nothing nate uh stop inviting me <laughs> it's all your fault it is my fault um you can follow with we're not doing news we've got no questions thank fuck um <laughs> So that's it. Uh, Nate, you got, can we see your stuff anywhere or whatever? Please go and read. Like, don't even read it. Just click on it and leave it open for a while on PC Powerplay. I wrote way too much coverage nice. for that website and it has not had anywhere near as many eyes as I would have liked. So, oh. uh, to, and if you need your trailer roundups and stuff, they're all there as well. There's a very convenient hub. Um, otherwise, K Zone. Solid. That's been my last week. So apparently, Ooh. there's adults who still collect K Zone. Like they've collected it oh. since they were kids, and they treat it like like action figures, I guess. Which I think is cool. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, find yeah, cool. my words in um, in K Zone, where I've gone pretty punerific on certain titles. But Kingdom Hearts Three is oh, yeah. like if they print it as is, it is it is cheese tastic, and um, yeah, a lot of fun. It's almost almost gibberish. It's um, so, like a, I'll give you a little yeah. If they keep it, it's like a little on-the-nose treasure hunt for like the fact that <laughs> they've crammed so many Disney references into one trailer. So I just did that with puns in nice. the article, but only ones that were relevant to the game. So you'll we won't know yeah. a lot about the game, but you'll know yeah. a lot about the Disney references. <laughs> well. Perfect. It's like old school games writing. Um, <laughs> the tape over information, baby. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, here's the, uh, yeah, you can find my stuff on Rebel or whatever. Um, the stuff uh, I'm supposed to read out. Subscribe to us on iTunes and rate and review us. Email us at uh, thegapodcast at gmail.com. Become a fan on facebook.com slash thegapodcast. Twitter.com slash thegapodcast. The website is thegapodcast.com. Discord is thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can go on there and ask us questions or play games with us. Although, as I already said, we haven't been playing many games. Uh, or uh, if you want, you can um, subscribe to us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash thegapodcast. Uh, we managed to keep the servers running thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Uh, so very thankful to everyone who does that. Uh, your legends um, and... I'm like genuinely grateful. I know I'm rambling through this, but uh, I actually do appreciate it. Uh, and that is fucking it. Uh, next week, Luke will be back uh, from E3 and we'll make him talk about everything he saw. And I am going to play some VR games. So I'll probably talk about that. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay, dude. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm surprised my voice lasted, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well played. What you haven't heard uh, is the epic coughing fits while muted. <laughs> no, you've been very uh very diligent with the mute button. Um and yeah, I guess we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Nice. One out, one out, one out, one out, one out, one out. Oh.
Luke does that bit. Oh, I have to do that bit this week. You do that. Oh. Episode 131, it's a solo effort. 